This is the Comic Vine Podcast for the week of April 20th, 2012. I am Sarah. I'm here with Corey. What is up? And of course, the editor of Comic Vine, Tony. Hello. <laughs> I thought you were going to say my last name because you usually do. I was going to say uh, your last name, but then I decided not to say you're it. You're going to say Tony, that, yeah. that guy. Change your mind. Like, and I'm like, uh, boom. Okay. That- How's your mind? Blown. What? I'm feeling yeah. a little congested right now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Well, I think should we get to it? Yeah, let's just get to it. Yeah, right. we'll talk about C two E two later. Because yeah. I don't know if we should start with that. No, we shouldn't. I don't know if you want to say about it. Deviate from the formula. So what, we will start with. What are we going to start with? Uh, Batman. With Batman. The of course, Batman. we always start with Batman. And, and you know, I just noticed. I I, I on, didn't even. <laughs> okay, what? I didn't even notice that the little logo on the, on the top of the cover. Because mm-hmm. I just I just jumped right into the comic, didn't even look at the cover. Oh sure. So I like that Night of the Owls. Night of the Owls begins. Are you excited yeah. about that? The logo? It's a cool logo. Yeah, uh, I'm excited about the story arc. That's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Um, but okay. But first, uh, while I'm focusing on on this, what I this this logo is way better than what they had. Didn't they, what did they have just recently? Was it the We Can Be Heroes thing? Oh the, yeah. The big strip across the top, <laughs> like after like at least this. I mean, because it's whitish silverish right and it's the fan i wonder who, i want to know who did that logo i mean well, i like that pe- it looks like the of the or the owl's eyes yeah i mean <laughs> the, the logo people never get enough credit yeah it's they, true. they put all this work like they, the, they the, certainly get noticed with the new dc logo yeah the, that <laughs> batman logo great. i don't know how i feel about that batman logo mm. the lettering it's a little weird it seems like there should be an odd number of letters for that to to work yeah, like the the T should be in the middle or something. Yeah, exactly. Do um, you know who doesn't like that logo? Who doesn't like that logo? Norman Chan. <gasps> He's like, I don't like that logo. I miss Just Norm. like that. Yeah. That's how he sounded. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe Norman will come in someday. Right. I see. He said something like that. It's like, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so uh, Batman number eight. Um, awesome issue. I think we, we, we all agree on that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and what's what's different. So what, what, I, what I like about. What Scott Snyder's been doing is, is, besides beating the crap out of Batman like every issue, I mean, it's, you know, and again, he, he loves Batman, but he keeps doing all this mean stuff to him. But what, what's, what's different about this one is, I mean, if you look at each, each of the eight issues now, each one is kind of different, like just the whole direction of the single issue, like what it's going to contain. So here, you know, it starts off a little slow. You know, he, he's he's sitting in a study, you know, he's 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 still recuperating everything. You know, you got Bruce Wayne in the robes and all that. Yeah. And then there's like a slow, gradual build mm-hmm. as as the, the, the action and you know starts building up. When I wrote that in a review, it's like I didn't want that to sound like it was a bad thing. Because it's it's not like it's a boring like you know, a slow gradual build. To me, that that kind of sounds bad, but it's like as as each thing starts happening, it just builds up and gets more and more intense. So I I thought it was pretty cool. It yeah. is pretty cool. I don't know what you're doing over there, sir. No, and I mean, sometimes it's it's really cool to not just like immediately jump in the fire. Because like we see that a lot, especially issues six. The five one he's in the six. labyrinth? Yeah, I mean, that was yeah. just like like pure, just, you know, you just get right into it. So that's why I, I love that, that Scott is mixing it up, you know, each. And, and plus, when we have all the action here, it's not even Batman. It, it's Bruce Wayne, right. sort of. You know, it's, so you don't really, really see that. And then, of course, we got, you know, big cliffhanger at the end. But but it's not Huge. over. It's 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 a cliffhanger, and then it keeps going because yeah. we got the backup with um, Raphael Albuquerque and James Tinian the Fourth yeah. writing with with Scott Snyder. So I thought that was really cool. And there's a lot a lot of things. I have to admit, the first time I read it, I was like, I don't know if this is really a five. 
Mm-hmm. I actually thought about that. I was like, you know, after, after the last few issues, I was just like, because I, I think part of it was the Your high expectations. Well, there, there's that, and you know, so I'm, and and I think with this book, I, I'm, I'm almost overly critical. I mean, I love Scott. Scott knows that, but because like every single issue has been rated so highly. It's like, I don't want to just give it an auto. It's not like, okay, it's going to be a five. You know, I, I'm really going to look at it. So I think I might actually, I'm a little harsher with these, a little more, more critical. So when, when I was looking at it, it's like, you know, he's sitting in studies and his robe and all this. And, and, but then reading it again and again, uh, I really, I thought it was cool. Yeah. And plus, you know, we got the bonus stuff and the art is, I mean, Greg Capullo, I mean, he's really nailing it. <laughs> I imagine, you know, he must like break pencils. You know, I feel like he he just draws so hard. You know, just all that intensity, just putting it all in there and snapping pencils. You know, and, and having to erase stuff. And. I mean, it, it is, and you you mentioned this in the review, and just now, it, it's interesting to see Bruce Wayne like kick butt, <laughs> like yeah, cause it, it, you see it a couple times. Before, well, yeah, but, it but kind of happens really. at the beginning of Arkham City. It like happens sometimes in the movies, like yeah. in in Dark Knight when the Joker was holding everyone hostage, and he like goes to the back to change into Batman, and like this guy holds a shotgun up to him, he's like, "Hey, rich boy, get back to," the-. and he just like disarms the guy and knocks him out and breaks the shotgun in half as yeah. Bruce Wayne. But it's just it's like, oh yeah, he's still Batman even without the suit. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy, and and it's like you have to wonder. It's like how. You know, how is he going to recover from all this? Yeah. I do have to say my, my one complaint. I, I, what I need to know, what I want to know is how much time has passed since he escaped from the labyrinth. Cause he, you know, he was, he was virtually dead. I mean, it was that, that girl in a van Harper right. that like jumpstarted him and, you know, and then he could barely make it back to the, the, the back cave and he's leaning on Alfred. And then, you know, right after that, you know, he's examining the Talon and that's when Dick comes in. And then here, you know, he so he's still recovering, you know, his, his like eyes are sensitive, all that. But then he just jumps into so whether it's adrenaline again kicking up, and and plus the fact he got stabbed right by, by town, so <laughs> really that, badly. That that's that's my my only concern is you know how much time has has passed by, and you know it it's, doesn't necessarily have to be the same day. It could be, but you know he is Batman, so he can do right. anything. So <laughs> yeah. So if I were to be you know remotely critical, that's that's the only thing I would point out. So it's not just pure, I love it all, but I do love it all. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to add to that? I really enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> uh, along I don't know. With, I think you covered it. Along with that was Nightwing, number eight. So you're supposed to read um, Batman first and then Nightwing. I, I don't think it really... I don't think it matters. Yeah, but that that's what... Um, well, well there, there are like some word-for-word parts that happen for in Batman that then happen again in yeah. Nightwing. Well, I mean, according to Scott, always read Batman first. Well, yeah. <laughs> he likes I don't know, though, because then that sets your expectations so high for the rest of the books. And yeah. it's like, oh... No, he, he just said that as, as a dig to... I mean, he's he's friends with Kyle. And all that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with with Nightwing, um, do, you, do you have that one, Sarah? I don't I don't know if I have no, that. No, that should be in your pile. I thought you it was on your computer before we. It was on my computer. It wasn't on my computer. Uh, it was next to my computer, but <laughs> you took the comics that were next to my computer. Oh, I think it's done. Gasp! I, I mean, I'm, feel I'm very say, congested right now. <laughs> so Nightwing, I'm sorry to hear that, sir. Um, Nightwing. I think maybe <laughs> might have to take the next week off. Or it might be yeah. allergies. Flu coming on. <laughs> so Nightwing number eight gives us the untold story of William Cobb, who was the Talon that Bruce the right. Batman fought. So we get Do you to think see. This is a necessary issue to read. Necessary? 
Uh, not really, but is was it great? Was it was is it important? I mean, is it important to, to find out who he is? And and I, I I think what it what I enjoyed from it is it gives you some backstory. So it's not like here's some some random dude that's you know wearing a costume that can fight really well, and so it, it makes it a, l- a little more human, I guess. You know, so instead of just just faceless enemy. So you get to find out who he is. And then plus the fact that, you know, he is related to Dick. Spoiler. He <gasps> didn't read last issues last months. So, I mean, it, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I mean, overall it's, it's not absolutely crucial. And I think that was one of Scott's main things where he says, you don't need to read all the other night of the owl stories. Cause each one kind of stands on, he set Just it up. Mine. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he set it up and, you know, and on the other hand, it's not like you need to read, all the other ones to, to know what's going on in Nightwing. So, so it was good to see what the story was, what the deal is, how yeah. that came about. I, I don't think it's necessary, but it's still, it, it, if you want to learn more about like what's going on, like mm-hmm. who the, who the owls are, who this guy is, then by all means, but it's, yeah, it's not required reading. Yeah. And it's, it's his, it's in a sense, it's history of, of Dick Grayson as well. Yeah. yeah. So we get to find out about him. So that was good. Justice league. Number eight. This was an improvement from issue seven. Yes. I really hate to say issue seven. I mean, Gene Ha, I don't <laughs> know what happened. I mean, normally his stuff, because I think he even recently did action comics and it was, it was, it was good. Yeah. But something happened in issue seven and just a lot of the dialogue was cheesy. Like everyone's like, oh, Justice League, you know, all cheering and it just, uh, something was just. Justice League has not been very good. Off it. But this one was, was, was. Okay. Was I like this a lot better compared to the last one, um, but just on the the, the first page, and the, this I guess is a spoiler, but it's mentioned that Steve Trevor was in Team Seven, which is like the big Wildstorm thing, which um, oh, okay. Grifter, yeah. um, Backlash, uh, Deathblow, like all those guys, uh, Alex, Alex Fairchild. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I just loved after all those like Grifter, Deathblow. Alex. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think he had a name. Um, it was what's her name? Fairchild, Caitlin Fairchild from Gen Thirteen. Her dad. So the, all those. The, the, why I, it's such a huge, crazy deal? Because all those guys, they had the like the Gen Factor or whatever the, the stuff that they were exposed to that gave them like powers. So what does that mean for Steve Trevor? Does he have some sort of powers? Or, or was he like the liaison secretary like he is for the Justice League? Even though he's got at a candy, that's actually, that actually one of my favorite parts uh, of of issue seven was just seeing him and Wonder Woman talking. <laughs> yeah, because he likes her. I know, and I thought they they actually conveyed that really in kind of a cute way. Um, <laughs> the other thing, Green Arrow here. Now, what how, what does it say when I like the way Green Arrow is written here more than in his own book? And I don't even I don't even know how many people have written wrote his. I think they had three different writers, yeah. three or four, <laughs> two of them together. A lot. So I mean. <laughs> It's and we we find out some more about Green Arrow and what's interesting is because Green Arrow's younger, you know, he doesn't have the same history as he had with the other because you know Green Arrow and, and Green Lantern, you know, they had like the, that long running team up, and, right? You know, they even changed the name of I think Green Lantern to Green Lantern Green Arrow or something like that, and so you don't really have that. But but there's there's more stuff that's that's coming out, and that's what surprises me that you know we're eight months in. We're still finding out all these little revelations and, and <laughs> secrets and and it's it's like they're rewriting things, but they're not completely changing things. So it's not like you know Superman is really from 
Saturn. Venus. Yeah. I was going to say Uranus, but Aww, I'm not going to go there. But I did. Kinda. So, yeah, so this was good. And then Billy Batson, the Shazam, a lot of people are, are complaining. Oh, I, I guess I should mention the cliffhanger, the last scene of Justice League. Oh, like, man. It's finally. <laughs> Something went wrong. Um, and we need to know more about that. I mean, potential oh, yeah, crossover. That. That was, I really like the Billy Batson story. Yeah. I so, thought it was better than the Justice League issue. A lot of people are, are saying how Billy Batson's such a little jerk, and, and he is. Yeah, which he is. is making it different because, you know, Billy Batson's like the squeaky clean little kid, you know, work at the radio station. And now there's there's something going on, so that's that's pretty cool. Where he, he meets his foster family, or whatever, and yep. he's, he's a bit of a jerk. It's, it's kind of like I can see where people are coming from, but more for the fact that it is tonally a complete ninety degree turn. Like it is it is completely different from mm-hmm. Justice League. It's like this hard right turn, yeah, from like the, the sort of bombast of the Justice League. So I almost feel like this would be a better backup story in something like an action comics or yeah, it it is weird because. I don't really think of Captain Marvel or Shazam, whatever you want to call him now. I don't really see him as a Justice League character. Yeah. You know, he's... I actually think he'd be more at home on Justice League Dark. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, I don't even know about that because he's, you know, he's got the, the magical part, but I, Justice League Dark just seems dark. Yeah. You know, and, and he's such a bright and cheerful character, you know, just the innocence and, and all. I mean, it's interesting on the, the Young Justice cartoon where, you know, he's on there and, you know, they really play up that, you know, Captain Marvel is kind of immature. You know, he sounds like a, a big kid because that's really what he is. And yeah. in the comics, you I don't think they really played up that part so much. It was when he was Captain Marvel, he was just this big hero. And but in the, the animated series, he you know, he, he's impressed by things. And, you know, it's, it's 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 interesting. And then we so we got that. And now here we're getting a completely different take on him at the same time, which is going to confuse people. But. They never seem to be concerned about making sure movies and animated and the printed form are all on the same page. Which is good because those all have different strengths and weaknesses and you should really play them up yeah. as opposed to like being shackled to just trying to emulate one form of media. Yeah. But but on the other hand, I, I would, you know, there's so many people are probably watching Young Justice that are yeah. not reading the comics and then they, 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 <laughs> they come true. across it. They'll be like, what's this? Who's this? This isn't what I know. It's just like when... When they announced uh, Ryan Reynolds as, as Green Lantern and, and people <laughs> thought that they were being racist, that, you know, John Stewart was, was Green Lantern <laughs> and now they, they really? got some white guy. Yeah, I mean, people, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, that's incredible. Matt wrote an article about that and I, even like Matt's sister thought the same thing. She's oh, like, oh, that's great. Like, Why, why'd they make him white? And it's like, no, he. <laughs> it's like the reverse Nick Fury. <laughs> yeah. So you, you get that, I guess. Um, Punisher, number 10. Love this. Love this. I I love this series. And um I'm I'm kinda in a way happy that, that Matt was sick this week. Yeah. <laughs> as as harsh as that sounds. Cause, <laughs> cause, um he reviews this and Demer used to review it before, so I was like I never really got a chance to review this. Um I just I love the series and I, I love kinda ch- like you'll never have the chance to review on KDX Force. <laughs> oh no, I've I've reviewed it. I've reviewed it recently. You're you're out or sick or something somewhere vacation probably on the beach but um so chichetto's art in here is just amazing it's so good and what i love about this so spider-man punisher and daredevil they've had so many team-ups in the past they're all completely different characters and you really i mean spider-man is really played up as you know with the witty annoying banter and punisher is just you know he's so quiet in here it's not even like remender's punisher and you know daredevil is just who he is 
So as, as you just have this huge clash of personalities and just, you know, they're forced to work together. And there's so many things. I, I love the the second panel where Spider-Man and Daredevil are talking. There's, there's a little kind of gag there. And yes. right away, it cracks me up. I, I just love this series. What I don't like, that it's only three issues. So it's it's yeah, a bummer. It's this could it's have last over longer. next week. <laughs> um, the other thing I didn't like is Avenging Spider Man, whatever number it was. You got the free digital code because it's a three ninety nine book. This one you don't get the digital comic. Weird, but it's two ninety nine. Well, so there you go. But if I say, well, I mean, the, the thing is, so I I have the printed copy of Avenging Spider Man, part one of the Omega Effect. I have a digital on my iPad. But it's like I don't have part two. If I want to get it, I have to pay full. Pr- I have to pay another two ninety nine instead of a dollar. That's true. Which is kind of a bummer. They should have. Let's for you know for this arc, they should just include them all. Yeah. But I actually had a uh, a different problem with Avenging Spider Man, and that was that uh, Daredevil and Spider Man both kind of like get super weirded out and and sort of force Punisher to go non lethal against hand ninjas. But it's like the Runaways have killed hand ninjas. They're barely alive to begin with. Well, they're kids. Kids don't always have scruples. Yeah, I guess. So you're telling me that that Frank Castle and the Runaways are on equal moral grounds. That was that was one of my favorite scenes when when Molly Hayes yeah meets up with the Punisher and she, oh, yeah. she punches him punches him in the gut. <laughs> I think that was the part where she said, "Why aren't you awesome by me?" Yeah, Power Princess or whatever that was. Princess Power. Princess Powerful, I think is. Her. I love that series, and then it made me sad went rapidly downhill shall we say <laughs> and you know i even when um was it joss whedon that took over after yeah, that was actually and in joss whedon's arc i didn't really like when they they nope. went back in time to the 1800s yeah he, he immediately brings the only la super team to new york and then brings them back in time and it's like the, i mean the new york thing was okay whatever but yeah. the, the, going back in time and these other characters with powers it's like wouldn't there be like some record about this? Cause I mean, pretty You'd much think. all the powers happened like when the X-Men came and Spider-Man and Avengers. Right. And so I actually thought that it was making a, an, a recovery when Catherine Eminem took over, but then yeah. it got canceled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause then, cause they relaunched the series. I forgot who was writing. It wasn't uh, Warren Ellis. You God, I wish no, it wasn't Warren. Ellis. <laughs> I wish it was, was either Warren Ellis or Sarah. Cause I think it was Terry Moore. Yeah. It was Terry Moore. I and really, yes. Yeah. I like Terry Moore. Really? He's, I he's, was he's not a, a fan. No, I, I didn't. I'm not saying I didn't like those stories. I like oh, okay. Terry Moore. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, liked his, his stuff. I didn't like his, his runaways. Cause yeah. that's, that's when they're in LA and then, uh, Chase it was, it was, was working, evil Howard Stern. Yeah. Working at the, <laughs> the, the radio station. Lame storyline. That's so sad. Yeah. I, I should go back and read the hardcovers. I got the like the big oversized ones. Yeah, they're they're, they're great. Good. I do too, actually. <laughs> Wonder Woman, Wonder number Woman. eight. This is cool. Uh, <laughs> she gets a new costume and she gets Eros's golden guns. Uh, she's going down to the underworld to see Hades uh, and bring back what's the girl's name? Zola. Zola. Come on, Sarah. <laughs> Not to be know, confused right? with Arnim Zola. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, and yeah. Candlehead comes back. Yeah, that's Hades. His name is Hades. <laughs> I can't what I thought was really cool then, is that uh, Hades can actually turn the underworld into whatever he wants. So it's constantly changing, and it's actually made up of the bodies of the dead people. Which so is cool. uh, not the bodies, but the, the like the spirits. Yeah, the <laughs> souls. They they morph into whatever objects. The architecture. And, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of weird. So the buildings aren't made of concrete. They're made of spirits yep 
super weird, which, but pretty cool. Which Hermes, uh, I think it's Hermes, makes the argument like that they're happier like that because they have peace and purpose, and yeah. they're they're just kind of there's a it's a serene existence. Like they're right. not being tortured, it's <laughs> right? Kind of, it's kind of interesting. Um, I thought this was good. This is one of the best issues of Wonder Woman yet. I think. Oh yeah, it's um, it's real good. But it's not it's not your grandpa's Wonder Woman. <laughs> What's, what's, For sure. what's the purpose of the skirt? The skirt? It's her warrior outfit. But it's like so... See, look, what does it say at the top? She goes archaic, right? But mm-hmm. it looks so archaic. Mm-hmm. It's because of her heritage. It's tradition. That's That was crazy, that scene. Yeah, I agree. I loved it. I gave it a five. But I have been, been thoroughly enjoying this series, so... Uh, we should probably talk about... <laughs> what? Avengers vs. X-Men, number two. Not very good. The, the big hey. events. Not very good. You gave this a three. I, I thought three. you were being generous. And some people are like, whoa, a three. You should have gotten more than that. When I gave it a five, what? A five? It, 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 it should have gotten a two. <laughs> there's, there's, yeah, there's, I, I, I disagree. I think three is about the right score. Um, but yeah, there's always going to be people who are like, too low, too high. <laughs> I mean, there, there's some cool... So, First issue I really enjoyed. You know, we had to set up. We had some some clash, confrontation, and again, a reason for them to actually fight. I mean, normally it's, you know, Punisher stumbles across Wolverine. They they'll just fight for no reason, and then they're like, oh wait, let's let's go stop the Kingpin or something instead. So you know, we we have this reason, but but here it just felt like I don't. I mean, like Cyclops felt like he was like all over the place. Like with his one little speech, I, I think some people like that. And the art didn't bother me as much last time, but here, I thought you liked the art here. No, no, I like the the when um, Colossus Juggernaut smashes through the helicarrier. Yeah, I thought that was just so bland and generic. It's like this is a high tech piece of you know that should have been a full page and slash. There should have been something instead of just let's just draw some gray. Gray yeah. smashed stuff, and uh, I feel like that definitely should have been a splash page. And then the other part, which I'm just going to mention, Cyclops gets hit in the head by Captain America Shield. Okay, that was ridiculous. And the I'm first sorry. first of the concussions today, or something. I'm sorry, like that. I'm I'm pretty sure that you'd be completely knocked out if you got hit in the head with his shield. Yeah, with <laughs> Captain America Shield and going at full force. <laughs> Organic diamond meets multi-billion-dollar armor. The it's most expensive the punch written, in history. It was silly. You know what I mean? <laughs> Who was the like, narrator? Was it just know. a narrator? That's what I, they you know, haven't I, done I, that in a really I was, long time. I was wondering about that too. It was just Jason Aaron. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was the narrator. It's his beard. His beard Which, is narrating this. Uh, I mean, but then some stuff does happen. You know, there's there's actual progress with the the Phoenix Force, which is good because <laughs> yeah, to I, say I, the least, I think this is supposed to be a twelve issue miniseries. Yeah, and so my fear was, you know, it's, it's just gonna be fight, 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 and then oh, here comes the Phoenix Force, fight, 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 and then wasn't that Phoenix what the versus Force is, thing is for? Well, the the versus is gonna be the, it's gonna focus more because like maybe it'll be more on like Emma Frost and Iron Man. You know, right. we'll get to see more in depth of that. More multi billion dollars. I just thought it was going to be just like all just fighting and scenes. So I'm, I'm glad that issue two, they're actually doing a little more, you know, the, the Phoenix. It's not like it's going to take eight issues for the Phoenix force to arrive. Yeah, it certainly is not. <laughs> so that that's pretty crazy. Like stuff that happens here. The um, AR stuff, not that impressive this, so, this time around. Yeah, no, uh, a friend of mine was, was showing me that and it's, it's like 
commentary or sketches. Yeah, or, I mean, well, that's kind of. I mean, you get to see the pencil version, the ink version, the final version. That's yeah, that, neat, that's. Kinda, but I thought it was going to be like the panel animates or something like well, something neat like that. <laughs> I mean, you you have a different. The cover is a little different. Which is weird because the first time I looked at it, it was the same exact thing as issue one. Even showed issue one to cover and all that stuff. Right. But then I checked it again later, and it's it's a little bit different. So you you got a, a more of an update. Um, but there there didn't seem to be that much in this issue because I was like looking. I'm going through all the pages because the first issue was it was kind of distracting. I'm like, where's all the little logos? So oh, maybe they took that to heart that it was that no, a lot of people I, found it distracting. I, and put no, less in. not that not this fast. I mean, it I was only two not. weeks ago. Yeah, but I think you know whatever money they put into building that app, and you know Jason Aaron does some commentary. So you know they got to film it and then they got to put into the system or wherever, and they got to make it look like he's standing on your comic. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, I I would think that they would do more with this. Actually, I showed this to my daughter. We're going through it, <laughs> and and she's really not liking cliffhangers. <laughs> that's actually why as a kid i didn't really get into comics uh, i didn't like the the cliffhangers i had a very short attention span as a kid and what's interesting is i started watching the x-men anime that was on g4 because the dvd comes out on tuesday sure um so my daughter and i were watching i was like i don't know if we should be watching this i don't know if there's a, i mean there's a lot of like what the hell are you doing you right know, it's like eh, you know she, i don't know if she should be hearing that but um it starts off with like i what i really liked is opening it it starts off with phoenix and you know jean gray you know, hmm. dealing with all that. and so. Wow, that's a helpful thing to open with. <laughs> yeah, and it, cause, I mean, basically, so it's like, it's almost like Wolverine and X-Men in a sense. is like, you know, Gene's gone, and then the team kind of disbands for like a year, and then they got to get back together. So it's it's interesting. What I Also, when we were flipping through the comic, my daughter's like, is that Hope? So it's like, she knows who Hope Summers is right away. So I was like, all right. Um, my daughter really likes Emma Frost for some reason. Because <laughs> she's in the... She's in the, the the animated show. Is she mean on the animated show? Um, well, I mean, people—it's not really spoilers because you know all the episodes aired on G four. But the, so the focus is armor from Astonishing X Men before um, she's like kidnapped. So they, they, that that's what drives them to get back together to go and try to find her. When they find her at, at a place, and like in the second episode, Emma Frost is there too. So they're like she's part of the inner circle, not the Hellfire Club. They call it <laughs> inner circle. And, um, that's weird. They can still say like, what the hell though? Yeah. But they just, I don't know why they changed the name. I don't know if, um, cause we were watching the, the English dub version, which I know you're not supposed to do. We started in, in, in the, the Japanese version with subtitle. My daughter's like, uh. I was like, but you're supposed to watch a true, the true proper way is watching in Japanese with the subtitles. Not always. There've yeah. Been, there've been a couple where I, I feel like the dub has been if not superior, at least equal. Yeah. Um, as far as voice, I don't know why I'm talking about this now. Cause I, yeah. I, I mean, Xavier sounds good. Beast sounds good. Storm. I don't, I don't really like her voice. I really liked storms in the nineties. Uh, in the nineties. <laughs> oh! Everything was so overdramatic. <laughs> it was so good though. I'm going to the goddess of the Krispy Kreme and picking up a dozen donuts. And then, really? the and then the claustrophobia right kicks in. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. she, she was always she's getting buried like every other episode. Um, uh, there's uh, never mind. I'm not going to go into. Anyway, it. your daughter has good taste because Emma Frost is awesome. She likes Emma Frost. <laughs> yeah, so thankfully she wasn't wearing her lingerie in the episode, but she did have this really <laughs> weird cut shirt, which is, yeah, I won't get into detail. Um, Green Lantern Corps number eight. So have you guys been reading this? Yes. So Sorry, you guys. you know what um. <laughs> What John Stewart did last time? To, oh yeah, that so, was that was great. So it it starts off with he pulled the uh, right trigger when that prompt came up. 
Yeah, where <laughs> where the the alpha lanterns are where it's like you can't do that. Lanterns yeah. to, <laughs> the alpha lanterns aren't thrilled about what happened. Yeah. So you're gonna have that that big hunt. Guy Gardner is being an ass. And being rewarded for yeah. it. Like this is okay. This is what I hate about Guy Gardner is like he acts like this pompous, arrogant jerk, and people just go with it. Like, nobody's like, God, that guy is such a jerk. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's Guy Gardner. He's such a badass. It's like, no, he's he's a pompous jerk. <laughs> and it's weird, because uh, the, the Guardians, like in Green Lantern, they're like, you know, we're going to replace the Green Lanterns. We're going to bring in the first Lantern and right. all this stuff. And, and now So maybe this is, this is part of our plan. It's like, yeah, let's just put Guy Gardner up, and <laughs> he'll mess everything up, and... <laughs> I, I really easy. hope that is what the plan is because I, I will recant if it turns out that is the plan. I like that scene with the, the yeah. yellow, yellow power battery. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it's still a good book. Don't get me wrong. Well, I just the, hate Guy Gardner. And that's is, a personal thing. I, I haven't been extremely crazy about Green Lantern Corps because um, for me it, it's Green Lantern and then it's New Guardians and then I would say it's Green Lantern Corps and then Red Lantern. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that's, I, I don't know how much longer I can read that. But um, I really, I, I did enjoy this this issue of green lantern Corps. this yeah. is better than because i didn't really like the first arc so much and going to find those other aliens and i, I liked that one part of, of <laughs> a couple of issues ago I, I love what they're doing with john stewart i think sort of making him the guy who just does what it takes like he, he's kind of ruthless in that way but not like evil yeah so yeah i really i really dig how they're characterizing him thunderbolts 173 Woo. like lightning part two of three <laughs> So this is the, the the Thunderbolts are still going through time, but they're still going through time. <laughs> you really need to wrap this up. Um, well, this is two or three, so maybe after this, they'll get back to the present just in time for Dark Avengers to take over. Actually, I don't even know mm. if they're going to get back to the present. I think they're just going to be stuck in it. They're like, let's maybe. bring in a Dark Avengers and rename the book. <laughs> um, so they're at the, the time when the Thunderbolts had first kind of started. So you get this interesting thing like you know Moonstone versus Moonstone and yeah. and Fixer and Citizen V, who I love, I still love that character yeah. design. But then what happens at the end? Uh, yeah, that's, that's that's not good. Um, just yeah, um, just just crazy. Because what was interesting in the last issue is where they would do something in the past, and so the the question that we have is: Are they in their actual timeline, or are they in an alternate? You know, did they create an alternate reality? We because are about to find out. <laughs> you always had that, but then it was Boomerang who goes to one of his storage places in the city, steals a stash, you know, gets some weapons and stuff like that. And then the boomerang from that time period comes in there and all the stuff's gone. And, and he even makes a comment. He's like, yeah, I remember I came here and my stuff was missing. And that's because you took it from yourself. Yeah. So that felt like he did affect his own timeline, which you're not supposed to be able to do in a Marvel universe. But at what happens at the end, well, yeah. that was crazy. Catwoman number eight. This is better than the previous issues of Catwoman we've been seeing. Uh, so she teams up with Spark. All right, fine. Except for that front page, okay? When you first open it, it's kind of ridiculous. She looks like a dominatrix. And it's weird. Yeah. And, uh, right? Wait, I didn't even notice this. Her, her her little bikini even has a little little cat paw. I thought that was stupid. I didn't even... <laughs> and why, did, why is she wearing a bikini underneath her costume? With her mask on. And with I'm a cat. Mask. Who what? doesn't mind getting no, wet? I understand. Okay, she's trying to hide her her real identity from the spark dude, <laughs> but they need to go swimming. Of course. So she's going to keep the mask on because she has trust she's issues. Take the rest it's of better with the mask off. on. She's gonna, oh no! <laughs> well, see, this is saying something about about Catwoman because that's a whole issue. One thing they kept their masks on. Yeah. So this is like a reoccurring theme. 
for her. <laughs> I can understand it a bit more with that one, but maybe not so much with uh, with this one. Well, no, I I think it, I mean in both cases because with with Batman they apparent or she apparently doesn't know Batman's identity, right? Which and means hush never happened apparently. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Or maybe she forgot. Maybe Zatanna right. did something. <laughs> a little um, but here, this is like some some dude. Did she hook up with this guy or did they just go swimming? They just go swimming. But she talks about how hot he she thinks he is. <laughs> so she's a lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Anyway, this connects with the Court of Owls, and it's it's good. I think that the best thing about this issue is that it tied everything together. So you under, you begin to understand the relationship between the Court of Owls story event to Catwoman's series. I'm not crazy about the art. That's just that, that scene, the way she's jumping and arched and, and position it's, it's like goofy. she got really lucky because like there's like <laughs> these bullets flying and yeah. she's positioned and angled just right to avoid every single one of I those know, bullets i know that's i thought the same thing when i when i turned that page and i said look it's a boob and butt shot <laughs> that's cool who is the artist on this it's adriana mello <laughs> she is an a brazilian artist yeah sounds familiar <laughs> hmm <laughs> yeah right there <laughs> All right, um, Incredible Hulk number seven. I I did not read this. this I've read the last few uh, Incredible Hulk. Holy, holy cow! This like um, holy cow. this this is like the end of uh, Hulk versus Banner. The conclusion. <gasps> um, is it a worthy conclusion? Uh, things will never be the same. <laughs> That's all I'll they say. Never are. There's there's one part where Hulk headbutts Doctor Doom. That's and, pretty and, awesome. his armor, but I I think now here that's really cool. But it's just like Cyclops' visor getting dented by Cap Shield. I think the impact would send them flying. And Hulk headbutting someone. Listen, Doom has magic and technology, and I, I understand it more with Doom than with Cyclops and his like Kevlar hood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was this a worthy ending? I'm really not sure. Um, it's I don't one. I don't know if I buy it with what they do because I don't think it doesn't. Really, I don't know. Um, I guess we'll see. But there's a, a 7.1 coming out, which uh, doesn't look that good. Uh, art looked a little, little, it was a little rough. Can you tell me what... Okay, so the She-Hulk is going to be in that 7.1. Mm-hmm. She's been in this Hulk series? Yep. Well, she was in the first issue. She, so, she knows who did what to Bruce Banner. Um, That's what the point one issue is about. Well, she, I don't think she did know. So, okay, so Red, she does now. Red Hulk is... Yeah, she probably finds out. So Red Hulk is, is Betty Ross. And so she was with Hulk. She was kind of against, you know, they were having marital problems and everything. And, and she, because she was a Hulk, she wanted to spend more time as a Hulk. She was giving into just the, the power and all that. But then at the end of Incredible Hulks, that series, uh, like the James Bond arc, where they did all that stuff. Right. <laughs> um, I think they kind of reconciled a little bit and they, they kind of got together uh, and then in the first issue, so Banner, when she found out he was still doing all the stuff and doing all these tests, they're supposed to be, uh, you know, tropical getaway. So she got pissed and she left. And then Banner kept doing more things, and then that's where all this stuff started. So, yeah, she's. I, it's going to be interesting to see what what how she reacts to the events here. Yeah. Um, Avengers number twenty five. I wasn't too crazy about this. This is a Avengers versus X Men tie-in. 
<laughs> only just, tangentially though it, yeah it's weird it, it starts off with the battle and then it, it's a flashback so yeah. it's like okay wait then why why even tie this in um because then it's 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 like everything what happens before and i i hate to say it you know because walt simonson some parts were a little rough here yeah i mean that's you know just because an artist is a classic doesn't mean they, you know, get a free pass. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm sure some people are like, you're crazy. And, you know, that was great. But I don't know. And then there is, I don't know what, what Ben is doing because this is the second <laughs> time he did it. But when, um, where, where's that scene at? Where they're, they're like in the, the, the pri- <laughs> Captain Steve Rogers is like in the third danger room, whatever you want to call right. it, just practicing. And, and then, <laughs> first of all, I didn't even know who, that, that was Spider-Woman. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it I looks like, like that, that Vanessa Contessa, whatever, right. Fortuna, Bib Fortuna, whatever. Yeah, Bib Fortuna, that's who it is. It was Jabba then, the Hutt's so, uh, doorman. So, so that's um, Spider-Woman. And then, you know, they're, they're talking, you know, they're talking to Iron Man. Oh, he'll be fine. And then they're making out. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> just, I just thought going, that was hilarious. Just behind like, his back. He's still talking. Tony Stark's still talking to him. Hey, listen, blah, blah, blah. And they're just sitting there making out. Listen, if Tony Stark was lecturing me, I'd start making out too. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, is this a thing with you two? And that's like the same exact thing Captain America said, I think it was last issue. Yeah. Like, oh, is this a thing? It's like, I, I think I, that might become a recurring uh, statement. I, I just, I don't know. Um, yeah. So I thought it was fine. I thought it was a, I thought it was a pretty good issue. There's a very cool moment. I think when uh, a certain villain is in the dark and it's kind of like, what was that? And then you just see in the background. It's, yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to give everything away. That's why I'm speaking in such vague terms. I don't but. know. Something didn't work for me. I hmm. hate to say, uh, amazing Spider-Man 684 amazing ends of the earth <laughs> so it's it's weird i'm i'm torn with this I, i'm really enjoying this i'm really enjoying what what dan slot's doing i almost feel like with all the advancement that he's making with spider-man that it's almost it's kind of taking away a little bit from him too because he it's great that he's acknowledging that peter's like a near genius and he can make he can invent all these things all this technology and all these weapons and everything and you know he had he was prepared for the sinister six you know he had protocols for each one you know stuff that he could do yet he needs to team up with the all the avengers and then they get their butts kicked right away so it's like well that didn't really work and it's it's almost like this isn't the spider-man we knew you know he has to rely on a suit with stealth and you know special hearing radar and, and all this stuff and he was fighting six dudes, but he's fought the six dudes. He fought this fought the Sinister Twelve before, but and, I mean, and, and one. You know, Doc Ock has, has kind of taken it up to another level because that was the thing was like he's now the one preparing and creating yeah. contingencies, and, and that that's and, what's what's great that Dan Slott has changed it. So it's not like this. When I first heard it, like, oh, Sinister Six, whatever, you know, right. oh, there's gonna be a fight, and then Spider Man's gonna win, which is what's gonna happen here. But at least. It's more, you know, he has raised the well, he's, he's like isolating them and taking them out one by one. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I just thought, you know, in the whole <clears throat> Avengers getting their butts kicked, I think like nobody was really prepared for that. Like nobody mm-hmm. was prepared for Doc Ock to like bring these guys together. And yeah, they're kind of like being C-listers, but it's like with proper preparation. And, you know, Doc Ock was like, yeah, he's going to bring the Avengers. So here's how we're going to prepare for that. And and I don't like yeah. that, that he has to work so closely with the, the Horizon Labs guys. It's like, does he really, you know, he, well, he's trying to do this in like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he doesn't and have exactly unlimited time. I also don't like that Silver Sable's on the cover. Oh, yeah. Because that's, that's, yeah. Because I, I was thinking that when I, when I, I wrote the review, I was like, oh, and they have a surprise ally. And I was like, wait a minute, it's on the cover. Yeah. So I don't know. Not so surprising. Was it Pink Elephant? What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Try not to <laughs> the think pink of a pink elephant protocol. Hey, Sarah. 
Try try not to think of a pink elephant. Right, oh, no, I can't. See? <gasps> and that's how you do it. Yep. That's how you win the day. Pink elephant. That's how, they, that's how they wound up uh, beating Emperor Joker. Spoiler alert for a 10-year-old storyline. <laughs> uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws. Number- that's a lot for spoiling. Yeah. <laughs> it only came out like in 2000. <laughs> Red Hood and the Outlaws. So this um, tells the story of Susie Q. Yeah. I don't know. This one. I'm, I'm really hot and cold on this series. Like one issue will, will I will love the next issue. I will absolutely hate. <laughs> yeah. I, I think with this character, I mean, with all the, the, the I don't know, like crime Lords and all this stuff. <laughs> Actually, you know, I take it back. I didn't finish reading this. Oh. I, I was, I was reading this Wednesday after reviews, right before I left. And then I was like, I got to get out of here. So I never finished this. So may I reserve my judgment? Maybe it'll, get better <laughs> the last few pages will blow you away i just uh, when when she was when she first appeared when they went there and then they kind of killed her but i guess not really all the way and she's like uh, i don't know i was like what, what are you trying to do with this character x uncanny x-force number 24 this was great um Sexy. so the the overall theme i think in this issue was the uh the fact that sometimes you have to do things that you may not want to do. And that, I mean, that's, I guess that's the, that's the theme <laughs> for the whole series, but you, you really see uh reminder, draw a parallel between the storyline featuring Bobby and Nightcrawler and Psylocke having to do what she had to do to her brother in the right. previous <laughs> issue. So this is Nightcrawler's best friend. This is, um, was <laughs> yeah this was nightcrawler's best friend <laughs> until he, he turned to, evil yes. he has to do certain things that he doesn't you know he has to overlook the fact that they had all these great times together and they were such good friends and kill him and for those just tuning in we are talking about age of apocalypse yeah. nightcrawler and iceman yeah this is so good like, yeah this is good this is really great and good <laughs> <laughs> this is really good and um i i mean i I thoroughly enjoy this series. This is a big improvement from the previous issues too, because I didn't really like the other world stuff. I mean, I was. It so seemed crazy a little directionless. It. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a, a bit little much. strange, <laughs> and I didn't really understand where it came from. Yeah, it just sort of happened. It was. It was good. It was still like really well written, but it just seemed. I was like, where are they going with yeah. this? Like, or maybe it's because it, who is uh, this goat shaman? I know, right? <laughs> maybe because the um. The uh, Dark Angel saga was so interesting. How do you how do you match that? You yeah. know, so maybe that's what it was. But uh, the series is still pretty good. And um, that last page, man, somebody's filling a void. Yeah, no kidding. Literally. Talk about using people, but you know <laughs> that's cool. Oh, oh, Psylocke. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, I gave it a five, I think, because it deserved it. <laughs> Wolverine and the X-Men, number nine. Also amazing. Speaking of fives. This is so good. Yeah. I love it. Um, so this is, the, Captain America shows up and he's like, listen, Wolverine, you've got to pick a side. Yeah. And Wolverine sort of gives him like the DL on hope and explains that, I, I like the part where Wolverine says, listen, going to Utopia is like going to an island of religious fanatics and telling them that you're going to start telling them what to do and yeah. you're going to take away their messiah. And that was a really great way to look at it. 
You know, be, I mean, it is kind of mean, but it's a good way. Sometimes the truth it's, hurts. It's a good way to like, uh, it's a good perspective. Um, so Wolverine sides with uh, Captain America, which we <gasps> figured would happen. And um, this was much, and Jason Aaron wrote this too, but this was much better than the Avengers versus X-Men mm-hmm. book yeah. this week, which he also wrote. So, And we get to see Cap get into yet another danger room situation. <laughs> mm-hmm. And which he is graded a B minus. He is not thrilled about. <laughs> <laughs> Walking Dead, number 96. This is a conclusion to a larger world. Um, we're getting close to issue 100, so things... Uh, I, I I hate talking about Walking Dead because I I always feel like this is one thing you, you have to be ultra careful with. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll just say they've arrived at a new level. Things are changing, and there's a potential for it to go either way, as always. Because oh, it's, it's, you know, are things going to explode or are, yeah? <laughs> so. Whatever is the worst outcome is the one that will happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't say anything else. I don't want to um, get into that more. Uh, Manhattan Projects, number two, came out. Jonathan Hickman. That book is just crazy with uh, Dr. Oppenheimer. and I don't want to say anything else. But it's just weird. And, like, yeah, all these, like, secret projects that they're working on. Like, you know, they, they had Albert Einstein locked up and... You know, trying to. Oh no! Yeah, so they're using it. Yeah, it's it's a crazy book. I I can't describe it, but it's you, people should look look for that. Um, I I tried reading what, whichever Legion book came came out this this week. I don't know if it was Oof. I forget which one it was. And exactly, I <laughs> I have never I, been into the Legion of Superheroes. So maybe I, I'm the wrong. I try. I I I like a lot of the characters. Like you know, Monel is there, and it's just and literally, I I fell asleep on the ferry reading Oof. it. Wow. Maybe, maybe as the ocean was rocking and it was early. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I've ever fallen asleep that, on a ferry. I that's saying something. Oh, I was just trying to read it because I, I read Wonder Woman on the ferry, and I read what else? Did I read. I read. Oh, then I read Green Lantern Corps. Then I read. Did any read, of those make you sleepy? No. So maybe it's because it was a third book, third or fourth book. And, oh sure, yeah, no, I'm sure that was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, you're so um, optimistic. Yeah, so I think that's we got. I started reading Venom before we came here. I didn't get to finish that. It's really, really, really good in my opinion. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, we get to see the return of the Human Fly or whatever that guy's name was, uh, Flyman, the guy who pukes on people and then eats them. Uh, he's disgusting, obviously. <laughs> um, there's there's a Hobgoblin. I was not aware that we were still that he was still a thing, but he yeah, shows us Phil Phil Urich. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's he, awesome. He, he killed. No, it's not awesome because he killed. <laughs> he killed the other Roderick Kingsley. Oh, I'm ben, saying not, it's awesome in a from a storyline perspective. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm, I refuse to. How Goblin's not dead. That's that. That's not How Goblin. Well, anyway, he's he shows up. Uh, this all takes place on a train. Uh, yeah, it's it's really good. We get to see a bit more of like of, of Venom trying to toe the line between being uh, uh, between the whole symbiote and himself and. There's a mention of him being on the Secret Avengers, which is great <laughs> because it comes at this really perilous moment, and it's just like Venom's internal monologue is like, <laughs> "Just one quick mission." <clears throat> Old Arrow said, "It's it'll be quick. You're an Avenger now. You need to do these sometimes." I'm gonna punch him in the face next time I see him. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, it was really good. Highly recommend it. Right, I gotta read that. 
X Men twenty seven have not. Re- I didn't read this, so this is Jubilee stuff. Jubilee. Look at that. Oh, that's not good. It's not good for that's Jubilee. It's a bad time. So. Can I see that? That's no good. If you can reach that, since you're like ten miles away, you're in the <laughs> other room. Um, We're next, actually all skyping in the same X Men Invincible <laughs> Iron Man. I haven't. Jeez, I didn't read this. How is this? It's good. Okay. Uh, it's real good. It continues to be. Yeah, a really amazing book. Um, yeah, things go bad for Rhodey. Uh, things aren't great for Tony. Like, yeah, they're they're kind of at the lowest point right now, um, which is very cool. Uh, yeah, like Tony is kind of at the mercy of some of his worst enemies. Rhodey's brought in to help, but things go poorly because he kind of underestimates a couple of the scrubs that they bring in who have been enhanced. Uh, yeah, it's it's really good. It's it's really cool to again like see these villains who have kind of been relegated to the B and C list over the years like come back with a vengeance like if you ever thought if you never thought you'd see whirlwind as a credible threat <laughs> hmm. uh he is in this defenders i've been like eh, with this but then just finally it happens this book oh. is insanity <laughs> no because okay so so we got the the nice terry dotson cover everything but then you open the page <laughs> look at that oh it's not I, uh, it's not appropriate art for this venue. I love it. The Mitch, really? It's, it's Mitch Br- Britreiser and, I, I, and you, Betty Britreiser. And listen, I normally love them, but this is, I don't know, I feel like you need kind of the more cartoony art uh, of, of someone like a Dodson for... Wow. Little Namor. Yeah, we, we do get to see we Not his little Namor. <laughs> don't get too excited, young, Sarah. Young Namor. It's, it's, it's Namor as a kid? Yep. Yeah. I this, I do want to read it. Cause, it gets vaguely Dune-ish. Because I, I, I've seen um, Mitch post like you know some of his sketches and designs as he's been working on. As I was like, when's when are we going to see that? Because you know I've you know seen some Namor and like She Hulk, and I was like, when's this going to happen? And I haven't read what issues five. I haven't read the last couple of the Defenders. Like I said, I think they're perfect for stuff like Captain America or Winter Soldier. You're wrong, Corey. Oh, oh. I'm going to turn your mic off. No. Oh. Um, Bill O'Reilly. Let's no. get with you. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, here's here's a segue. Here's a tangent. Right. And, um, Matt and I in, in Chicago were, um, I think it was, I don't know if it was Friday morning, getting ready to go to the convention, turn on the, the stupid TV with this Nintendo 64 remote thing that makes this weird beeping. But there's like one of those those talk shows. Mm-hmm. And what it was is this this woman was concerned because her her niece was becoming a prostitute or something like that okay and, and it was like it was like the her sister was one and she's like that's okay because i'm getting money and blah, all this stuff like that and then <laughs> cut, cut the story short is that the guy i cannot remember the guy's name he, he kind of he i don't know like, like english. springer or no it wasn't it wasn't springer it wasn't, okay. wasn't it, was, it was some guy i never heard of i think it was a british guy and <laughs> and he was like really yell. i mean he was he was mad at this lady <laughs> Because you know she was doing all this stuff, and then the the, the niece was like like twenty two or twenty three or something like that, and you know so she I think she was just starting this, and and she's like that's okay and everything like that. So he was like yelling at the older one, mm-hmm. and then you know he does this whole stuff, and then she's like, well, can I talk? He's like, no, you can't talk. It's my show. <laughs> oh, he just gets Matt and I are cracking up because, uh, anyways. <laughs> it was it was this guy was great i mean it was hilarious because he he was like he was passionate he was he was upset he was ticked off that she thought it was okay because he and yeah he is angry about these strangers yeah um (laughs) let's just get through it so we got batman beyond number three x factor i really like both those books both those books are amazing supergirl especially x factor how supergirl silver banshee i never liked silver banshee it's interesting we we get to 
We get to see a, a Supergirl uh, casual for at least half an issue. Uh, and she's still kind of having trouble fitting in because she still doesn't speak any earth languages. She, why don't she learn? She's got like super brain. Right. Well, she's, ha- she's been under a lot of stress. What's the whole kids, world breakers, the world eaters, world killers. I didn't like that so much. I, didn't I, care. I thought it was all right. Um, new mutants. Did not read that. Usually um, blue beetle, captain Adam challengers, birds of prey. I don't know what else there is. Let's let's, uh, Oh, the shadow. Oh yeah. The shadow. I haven't read that. Yeah. Matt was supposed to review that. It was real good. Yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Aaron Campbell did the art. Um, Garth Ennis wrote it. Yeah, yeah he did. <laughs> yeah, I, I really wanted to read that. So I was like, Matt's going to review it. Then he's like, I'm sick. Poor <laughs> Matt. Cripes, oh. Elfring. God, yeah, sick. Yeah, right. Sick of you. Yeah, maybe. Sick, of, sick of working. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, Shadow, very good. All right. So read yeah, it. people should look look for that. If you have a, a strong constitution, because it is. It is Garth Ennis being Garth Ennis. <laughs> yeah. And that does not, I mean, that's what it should be. You yeah, know? no, it's not a bad thing. It's just like, don't go in if you're not, you know, if you're not prepared. <laughs> uh, so C2E2 was last weekend. Yeah. Moving so, the mic. <laughs> so we, we put up a bunch of videos and cosplay pictures and you had some interviews with some of the creators, like the, who, who's writing Gambit? Um, so Gambit is going to be Clayman or Clayman Zoom to Art. And James Asmus is writing it, and it's going to be more Gambit as a thief. Um, so it's going to be getting away from the X Men. He wants to redesign the costume because I asked, and he's he's like, "Yeah, we get rid." Of Gam- to me, Gambit's costume's cool, but it's purple. <laughs> I mean, imagine if they made a movie and they got some guy walking around in a purple suit like that. It's like well, you, the- there's nothing wrong with it, but it just looks. Does he still have the weird open mask, or did they finally do away with that? I don't know. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll have to wait for the redesigns. Uh, Jeff Loeb and Simon Bianchi are going to be doing Sabretooth Rebirth in the pages of Wolverine. I think starting in issue three ten. So they're they are the ones that killed Sabretooth back in issue. 53 i think it was and Man, that was a while ago yeah because we're at 300 now yeah uh, um <laughs> so we're gonna find out like how he can because you know all of a sudden in wolverine x-men he's back it's like wait did i miss something so they're gonna explain it and i guess it was just a matter of timing it's you know they, they kind of needed him to pop up now and the story wasn't quite ready or something i don't know so I'm curious to see. Um, there's going to be more stuff about Romulus. You know what's the connection, and supposedly Sabretooth's return is going to mean some bad things for Wolverine. Which you <laughs> I know, would imagine so. So there's there's got to be something that's going to be a result of him coming back. And so I don't, I don't know. So we'll see. Um, I was like I almost flipped out when I heard Ryan Stegman was no longer doing Scarlet Spider. Gasp. Uh, Chris Yost is still doing it. I. I believe it's Koi Fams doing the art, which is just a different style than Ryan. Um, but Ryan's going to be going on to Fantastic Four with Jonathan Hickman. So that's going to be really cool. That's cool. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, the, the unofficial word, you know, it's Hickman's going to be leaving Fantastic Four at some point soon. So I don't know how long. I don't know if that means Stegman will only be there while Hickman's there or if he's going to stay on after. So I'm, I'm curious to see what, what he does with, with those characters. And then um, Matt Fraction, David Aja doing Hawkeye, which is going to be really cool. Yeah. I, mean, I can see that being awesome. Yeah, Immortal Iron Fist was, was great. Yeah. So can't wait to see you. And with that, um, 
Hawkeye's going going to be going to the seedy underbelly of the Marvel universe, and he's going to be working with Kate Bishop, which is cool. He's going to be like mentoring her, and he's going to be saving those that other people, the other heroes, won't or can't help. So Isn't that always kind of the point of Daredevil and Luke Cage? Daredevil, <laughs> all he does is sleep around, <laughs> flirt around with everyone. <laughs> no, so yeah, so um, it's it's gonna be like no like King to Conquer, like no big you know. I big hope not. I think that might be a little bit above Hawkeye's power set. Well, I I asked um, Matt Fraction if he'd be finding one like like Galactus. And he's like, no, <laughs> no, not not right away. Something like that. It's got to level up a little. Um. Yeah, and then uh, let's see, Sarah. You talked to Jeff Johns, so yeah, watch that we video. Did. We talked about Aquaman, uh, the, others. the others, and the upcoming uh, free comic book day Justice League issue, where a lot of stuff will happen. But he couldn't get into details of exactly what he wasn't allowed. But I did get to see it, and it is pretty exciting. Um, you also talked to Amanda Connor about yes. Silk Spectre, about Watchmen, uh, or before Watchmen. And um, how she likes working on Silk Spectre's book with Jarwin Cook. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. I had a really good time. Yeah, there, there's still one more video coming, so we'll leave that as a a tease as to the other person you interviewed. Um, yeah, talk to Scott and Jimmy about All Star Western, Batman, Stephen Yun, Walking Dead. How'd that go? That was really cool. He's he's a really nice guy. Um, yeah, it was, it, it was weird because it was like in a press room, so it was like <laughs> it was like very quiet because you know you're just doing all all the interviews are like on the floor, and then you know he he's a he's kind of soft spoken guy, and it was just it was very it was almost like it was like a really calm and laid back interview. It was kind of weird, but yeah, it was it was really cool. Um, did the art challenge, mm-hmm. so I I wasn't going to do it. I was like, you know, because I just did it at WonderCon and then trying to get everyone to do it because yeah, I always feel weird asking, you know, hey, can you you want to draw this? And well, I mean, they they want to do it because Todd Nock and, and Peter Nguyen, they're like, are you going to do it this year? I'm, I'm ready or this time. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'll see if I can. Because it's like, I, I feel like five is a good number, like a minimum number of artists to have. So yeah. it's like, okay, there's two. So I, I started asking some other people. I won't mention any names, but um, <laughs> I mean, some of them were busy because, you know, at, at Artist Alley, they, they do their commissions. So you go up to them and, you know, you, you pay them and then they, you get put on a list and they're like, you know, come back at this time or come back tomorrow. So a lot of them obviously are booked because you know, that's what they're there for. And, and it's totally understandable. I'm saying, hey, stop what you're doing. You need to do this silly video <laughs> do with us. Yeah, wacky for fun. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, so then I then I I got other people. I saw Phil Hester. I was like, "Hey, Phil, you want to do?" This? He's like, "Okay." <laughs> he did it. Um, Dennis Claro was willing to do it. He did it before, and then Carrie Randolph, who I'd never talked to before, but Todd's like, "You should go talk to him. He's a really cool guy." And he did this one thing for me before, and so he he did it. That, cool. That was cool. But yeah, it was it was it was just a really good convention. I I enjoy it. All the people there, and I was really, really, really surprised that there's like so many people that came up and like just hey, you know, love the site, and people like get your picture, my picture with you, which I I still find that weird. People <laughs> want to take their picture, but I mean, it was really cool. Just I that's that's one of the highlights. I know it's, that's something that someone asked later is, is just getting to meet you know 
the, the people from the community because yeah. you know that that's that's part of you know we we talk to them all the time in the comments or on Twitter, but it's great to actually meet people and you know because you know they're excited to see us, we're excited to see them because yeah. you know we we love them that they check our site out all the time. Yeah. Also, right. like it, it is a little strange because it's like, oh my god, you know who I am, and I have no idea who you are yeah. until you introduce yourself. Yeah, <laughs> there's this one. There's this one couple. And the the lady's like like can I can I take your picture? I was like okay. He's like do you want to be in it? She's like no. <laughs> just just want to take your picture. And 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 then her her husband or boyfriend or whatever is like like oh are we the first ones? I was like no. And they're like oh, but as, it's just like anyways. No, <laughs> enough of that. Um. So I wasn't gonna bring this up. Chris Robertson, who is um writing I Zombie. With, oh, with, you're gonna with, bring this up? I'm just gonna bring it because there's something that okay. came up today that, that I want to bring up, which is very interesting. I mean, I, I like I said, I don't really want to get into this. So he's he's been doing iZombie with with Mike Allred. The book's ending, so he's like, okay, whatever. Um, he was apparently a little upset with DC, and I didn't read the details of this. I don't know if you did, Sarah. And like I said, yeah, whatever. I so apparently he's he's upset with how some creators are being treated. You know, we hear this <laughs> all the time. Some people. Will say that the major all major publishers treat them horribly. Then there's other people who's like, no, they're great. They do all this stuff. So it's it's you never really know, and you know whether it's across the board or if it's certain people, whatever. I'm not going to get into that. So he said, I'm I'm done with DC. He's like, Ooh. I I I have an arc that I I'm doing for Ferris, the the Fable spinoff, mm-hmm. and after that I'm done. I you know can do my own stuff. Well, today he tweeted, um, sorry to. To disappoint anyone, but I won't be writing a Ferris arc after all. It was decided that my services were no longer required. Uh oh. So it's like uh, maybe you shouldn't have been. I mean, what you know? He if he, again, I don't know the details. If he felt strongly about it, whether it was stuff that happened to him or people he knew. I mean, it's it's great that he's being vocal about it. You know, he's not just going to let it go unsaid. Totally. So he he's making a stand, and but there is like you know if you speak out, you need to absolutely. yeah. There, yeah you there's need definitely to be repercussions for for what might happen, which it sounds like he I'm was. I'm sure he signed a confidentiality contract oh, of course. agreement. So <laughs> otherwise, he'd probably be going into much more gory details. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but still, like that could just be enough to get the boot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it can, he, he wasn't exactly sounding like very friendly, and yeah, it's kind of like, well, do we really want? Someone who's saying these things about our company to still work for our company. It's yeah, just, he's still going to get the paycheck, but you know. I mean, it, it's too bad because he did that um, the Cinderella uh, miniseries from from Fables, and that was I that was a great series. Um, I was surprised because I was like, it's not Bill Willingham writing it. It's, you know, it's, uh, Chris Robinson is great, but and it turned out it was really good. And so I, I forget, I don't know who he was going to focus on in, in Ferris, which is a, a great series if if you're into Fables. But I guess it's not going to happen now. So. It is always kind of refreshing to see someone at like a major publisher, and this is across pretty much all media, like be somewhat candid. Like because so often it's like you have to be filtered through like ten layers of PR, and you can't say this, you can say this, you have to stay on message. So it's like we never know mm-hmm. if people are being honest. So it's like when someone says something like this, it's like man, you at least know they mean it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Sarah and I, I, w- I won't even hint at, at anything, but we've we've talked to someone and. And you know you you hear the official spiel like everything totally, and then then after like the the confidential like nope. And the official spiel is like everything could be on fire, and the official spiel would still be we are going strong. We love everything that's yeah. happening. So, <laughs> I mean, hopefully everyone gets along and everyone's happy. Yeah. 
Amazing Spider-Man. So it's like everything's been about the Avengers, you know, all these clips and everything. So Amazing Spider-Man was like, well, let's put out a couple new posters. And <laughs> that was it. Actually, no, there, I think there was, I, there was an international trailer from somewhere, and you see a tiny bit more to Lizard. So, Oh, but uh, weirdly enough, unlike the Avengers, Spider-Man's at least getting his own game. Yeah, I don't know. That seems strange to me. Apparently there was going to be an Avengers game, but... No, there's Avengers Alliance. It's not all over Facebook. There's going to be a bigger Avengers game, uh, but I think it was going to be published by THQ, who are not in the greatest of financial situations right now, so I think they had to cancel it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think with I mean, the thing with Spider-Man, you know, Beanox and Activision, you know, they, they have the, well, the license, yeah. so doing. It's, it's just, it's, it's like... Some of which are really good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, from what I saw, the Amazing Spider-Man game, it looks good. I didn't get to actually play it, but I got to watch. I it really, really loved Web of Shadows, and I really liked Shattered Dimensions. They got some really cool new mechanics, like this new um, like targeting system. Like y- you can you can lightly push a button, and it'll give you like options, like where you want to go to. Interesting. So then you can go there, and then then it it starts a sequence there. But then like in, in mid direction or leap whatever you can change it again so it's just to make things hmm. move faster so you're, just, you're not just constantly you know moving the you, you can it's it's a lot faster and you can do it in middle combat too if you're up in the air you can just switch around do a 180 and so it, as long as all the, the kinks are worked out you know it, it could be a, a cool thing i mean um, you know people usually movie video games have a terrible reputation but a lot of people still remember spider-man 2 very fondly the one that was yeah. based on the movie it's also interesting is that the camera's a lot closer to the character because you know oh, all, all the spider-man games you know you got this little tiny spider-man so you can do all the swinging and moving around but this is so like when you are web swinging around it's it's almost like it's right over your shoulder so you you get like a better feel it's almost almost like first person you know you're, yeah. you're, you're feeling it so it's it's interesting that they they have a tighter camera on there so i'm curious to, to see how it turns out because again a lot of people are hot and cold with the spider-man games yeah yeah, so I mean, Edge of Time was was not good, and I wanted to like that one. Yeah, because like I said, I really liked Shattered Dimensions, but yeah, it was not great. So there's been a ton of Avengers clips. It's like, <laughs> you know, there's. I really like the one with Thor and Captain America, where you see them. You know, they're, they're fighting the aliens in the city, and it's, it's pretty harsh. Then there's a clip with um Thor and Iron Man, which is pretty interesting. I wonder how much footage has been released. Like, if you put together all the clips of unique footage like it feels like there's been at least 40 minutes i don't know because a lot of a lot of the trailers and and tv spots it's because you know sarah and i talked about this whenever there's a new tv spot it's like it's it's the same footage just in a different order and then maybe you'll get like a couple seconds of new stuff but these clips that they're releasing are like a minute long so there's those two there's also one with nick fury and um loki which is about a minute then there's a the scarlet scarlet which black (laughs) Black Widow, when when she was tied up in a chair, so there's that footage. But the movie is two hours and twenty two minutes. Yeah. So Still, I feel like I've seen so much of it. Exactly. You know, and now I feel like I don't know if I want to see it anymore. All right, Just... Sarah, you don't have to go. <laughs> yeah, so we no, get... I, I mean, I don't know if you if you get too much stuff and you know it's going to happen. You're going to be less inclined to go watch them. You just wind up waiting for the clips that you've already seen. Yeah. You're like, when is this clip going to be? When is there, this clip There are be? also times where you, you're waiting for those clips and then they never appear. Right. It's like, wait, what about that one scene? Well, when, and then it's like the movie's kind of been buying lessened. Buying bananas at the grocery store. It's like, right. it never happened. I love those scenes. <laughs> there, I, there's something, there's a big one where it happened. And I just, it was like after, I was like, wait a minute, that one part never happened. 
So yeah, I remember the, one of the more infamous ones was back in the '90s with Robin Hood Men in Tights, where he splits the tree in half, and that never actually happens. Mm. Yeah, people complain. I was disappointed. The ethical treatment of trees. <laughs> yeah, people for the ethical treatment of trees. Uh, DC. Oh, yeah, Pitt. <laughs> yeah. DC announced more digital first comics. So this was um like the Friday last Friday when we went to see two two. So there's gonna be Amekami Girls. Yeah, based on the uh, DC. Statues? Oh, yeah. Christ. The Amikami, uh, <laughs> no, but, but this is here. Direct, uh, DC Direct <laughs> statues, which is no longer DC Direct, correct? No, correct. It is DC Collectibles. <sighs> um, the thing about some of these, um, I, I think, I think Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor might be doing something there. I mean, they're basically going to have they're, different. They're definitely, uh, drawing. They're drawing something. It. Yeah, but I and I, I think they might be on that because there's also going to be a Batman digital one. So the Ame Kame, which I don't know if that's how you say it, is supposed that they're thinking next month, so maybe in May, and then there's going to be a new Batman digital comic in June, which is going to be outside of continuity. So that could be good, that could be bad. Um, but then all, all DC said is is both series will feature creators such as Jimmy Palmiotti, Amanda Connor, Ben Templesmith, which is. Okay. That's, that's going to be really cool. I could see um, him doing some cool Batman stuff. And that Joshua is- Hale Fieldcov, who's he he did that Superman Batman, mm. um, two I think it was a two two part, which was great. So that's going to be cool. Um, it, it's weird that they're doing these digital first things, and I wonder with these if if they're going to end up printing them, you know, a few months later, like they're doing with Batman Beyond, and well, it does say digital first, not digital exclusive. Yeah, so maybe they'll do that, and I just wonder how people feel about that. <laughs> if, if, if you know if if the the printed people are getting angry that you know they can't read that because it's just like um Arkham City no Arkham was it Arkham Unleashed? Unhinged Unhinged that's it because you know that came out like a while, like a while ago started going out and it was like a weekly thing because I think they're on like issue twenty something now jeez <laughs> and I mean because they're 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 not full issues. You know, they're not, they're it's just, not like, like small panel. Yeah, it's oh, not okay. like it's not twenty two pages of, of comic, but the, and it's it's cheaper than a regular. You know, it's not like two ninety nine. I don't. I think I don't know if they're one ninety nine or ninety nine cents. Well, they just put that out. Yeah. So the first issue came out that collected the first however many oh, parts because like yeah, I I have the like the first three issues digitally, and then I just haven't kept up because it comes out every week, and then you just got to remember. Yeah. Um. So it's going to be interesting if we see see more of that because then uh, the Infinite Comics, the Nova story that came out two weeks ago when Avengers vs X Men came out, that was really super cool for digital comic, and that was not printed. It's just basically Nova and you know the Phoenix Force and his, you know before X Men vs Avengers vs X Men number one comes out when he's coming to Earth. So that was really cool, and that really shows how digital comics might have an edge over printed comics. You can just, the presentation is different. Yeah. Um, Archie, Veronica and Betty are <laughs> changing genders. That's so strange. They're getting sex changes. <laughs> Not really. They're getting oh, magic. So what is this? They're, they're uh, releasing new versions of like a new series. No, I, I, th- I think it's just the, the it's story just one issue or maybe a couple of stories. Oh, so it's just roles reversed. Like what if uh, it was two guys going for the same girl mm-hmm. like that? Yep. Okay. And careful. You mean like like in real life? Like what actually happens in real life? Not what happens in Archie? Because yeah, Archie's like a dork. <laughs> also, Archie's oh. always been so realistic. Uh, but 
no, the the one cover shows like Betty or shows Archie and Veronica arguing over who has it harder, yeah. you know, boys or girls and all that. Oh, is this going to be like they both touch the idol at the same time? And yeah, so then Sabrina's there. Freaky so, Friday. So Sabrina's going <gasps> to cast a spell and make them change their sexes. <laughs> but they they do have the the realistic version of Archie, which is kind of creepy. Where they're they're not drawn in Archie style; they're drawn in more real style. So I don't know. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, there's, let's see, Iron Man three is going to be doing some filming in China, <gasps> which is interesting. So at least they'll be able to show it in theaters over there then since <laughs> it's being made there. And speculation is the Mandarin going to appear. We don't know. Ben Kingsley has been rumored as doing something possibly. I don't know if he, he obviously, yeah, he, I don't think, he what do you think they call the Mandarin in China? Uh, Chinese? Do they call him the English? (laughs) (laughs) That's so so bad. Um, I think that the big news out of this is is more about um, the distribution in China. He's the Gaelic. The ability that Disney and Marvel will have, uh, like the ease at which they'll they'll have to distribute uh, Iron Man 3, which they didn't have before. Um. Speaking of Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr., I guess, I think it was after the premiere or something like that, he said something about filming another scene. And people were like, what? So it's like the, the movie's like done and they're still talking about filming something else. Or like, and I guess there's some clarification like today or yesterday where they're not doing more like shooting. It's, there's like one – there's going to be like one little minor change and supposedly – I think Joss Whedon said like people probably won't even notice it. So I, I don't even know. So, but the, I guess I missed a rumor where they're talking about doing reshoots or, or, or shooting an additional scene, but I guess that's not necessarily the case or so they want us to believe. I'm curious if, um, I know there's been some talk of like stuff happening before the credits in Avengers. And then there's always, you know, is something going to happen after the credits? So I, when I first saw Iron Man, I'm trying to think of it was the first one. Yeah. That was the one where they had Nick Fury at the end, right? Yeah. So when um, we got to see a screening, thanks to CNET, actually, um, <laughs> me, Ethan, and Dave saw Iron Man 1, and there was no after the credit scene. The the, the <laughs> Sam Jackson, so Nick Fury, it, it was cut off because it was a, they didn't want people to talk about it because uh, we, we saw it like the Monday before it came out or a week before it came out or something yeah, like that. Everybody knows how Ethan loves to blab. Yeah. So the, the movie just ended at, and then the credits, that's it. And then movie comes out and I was like, it's like Nick Fury's in Iron Man. I was like, what are you talking about? And, <laughs> and then, you know, the bootleg versions go up for like two seconds before they get pulled. And so, but then they, they kind of stopped doing that. Cause when we saw Thor, Sarah, yeah. that there, the scene was there, the end of the credit scene. Yeah. So, but I guess they, they're more, more they trusting have them, them in most of the. But they, but for, for the, the screener people, they don't trust us. <laughs> well, it's true. Also, then when, they, so it, it's I shouldn't get into it, but it's it's just <laughs> weird when you know with some of these screenings they they do those like random ticket things like the GoFobo or go go whatever the things yeah. where where you can get a pass you're not guaranteed to get in you got to wait in line and, oh, yeah. and hope that you get there in time and all that yep so these are just regular people so any of these people that can come in watch the movie then they can go out and talk about it yet for us if we you know get invited to see a a screening 
we can't talk about it. Well, how far ahead of that screening, uh, how far ahead was it from when the movie came out? What, which one? Your, your screening. Like well, for with, what? With you and Ethan and... Oh, that, that, was, that was about a week. Oh, okay. That is weird. Then. And I mean, that was Iron Man 1, so that was a while, you know, not that long ago. But so right. maybe they're just like, whatever, people know something's going to happen. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. It. Sometimes they don't... The, the free pass thing seems like if they want to get the word out, but it seemed like Iron Man had plenty of word out already. Yeah. But like uh, Avengers, I mean, that, that the premiered like the beginning of the month. And, you know, people were, you know, there's a lot of celebrities in the audience. They were allowed to tweet about it and <laughs> all this stuff. So it's just, it's just kind of weird. You're not famous enough. <laughs> Go to more conventions. Exactly. Um, and then the final bit of news before we get into questions is Sin City 2. So Rosario Dawson is going to be back. Um, but to me, the, the shocker is Mickey Rourke said he's is he? he was like so adamant he's like i'm not gonna do it i hated the makeup it's not worth it it sucked blah 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 i'm the wrestler and get awards <laughs> i'm cool so but i guess he's he's apparently excited and maybe they said we'll pay us you more money yeah. i was gonna say well the immortals didn't exactly set the world on fire so so we'll have to see if but they've been talking about sin city 2 forever yeah so we'll we'll see if it actually happens. I don't know because I liked that movie, the the first one. Yeah, really so it'll be based one. on a Dame to Kill for, but also two more Frank Miller stories that have we haven't seen yet. And hopefully he's Hooray. writing. Or, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe someone else is writing. I don't know. Marv's gonna go to Afghanistan and kill Osama bin Laden. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Okay, questions. This one is um, from a while ago. I don't think – it almost seems familiar. I don't know if we – I asked this one yet, but I'm going to ask it again. So this is from Sherman Tank 62. There's some fouls missing there. Um, I was just wondering if you, Corey, or Sarah read Stormwatch. Do we get this oh, we question? we asked this last um, time. Yeah, I think – I'm a big Martian Manhunter fan. And for now, that seems to be the only place to see him. And unfortunately, well, I just don't have the money to read about more. read all of the books I want to. I never hear you guys talk about it, so we don't have much. Yeah, yeah, we did talk about because that was yeah. the week that um, Daniel HDR did the ish, the art, and I was like, this is pretty cool. But the reason I want to bring this up again is because <laughs> Justice League number eight. Yep, that's all I'll say. <laughs> People have already spoiled stuff, so there's some. There hopefully is more coming up. So yeah. we'll see more Martian Manhunter. Yeah, that's all I'll say is pick up Justice League number eight if you want to see more of Martian Manhunter. Maybe. <laughs> Come on, give it all away. Um, th- this was from like about a week ago. This is from Postman. Hey, guys. I might have asked this one too. But see, these, are, <laughs> these are from PMs, but the PMs were marked as unread. So Weird. Unless I, I don't think I make, marked them unread. Um, which of the second wave of New 52 books are, are you most looking forward to? Because I know we've gotten asked that a lot. Um so for Postman, it's a Ravager since he's a fan of Ian Churchill, and he's super glad that he's back at DC. So I know we've been asked that question before, but I don't remember anyone mentioning Ian Churchill. Yeah, um, I'm 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 curious about the Ravagers. I, I am too. I think because I, I may have mentioned before, I think that's a really, really bad name, and I know why they named them that. But eh, but yeah, I, I think conceptually it's going to be interesting. And then there's, of course, that little book called Batman Inc. Right. Yeah, very I, much. I, I heard it's going to be kind of good. Yeah, I've heard all right things about that. Um, <laughs> okay. This Grant Morrison guy's a real young up-and-comer. Yeah. I think he's going to do a lot of good. Here's a current one from Postman. Hey, guys. I was wondering, who do you think are DC Comics' best colorists? Alex Sinclair. I would say Alex Sinclair. 
Rod Rice, <laughs> Blonde, Blonde does Red Hood and Outlaws, mm. Nay Rufino, Green Lantern's New Guardians, Dave Stewart, Batwoman, and Hi-Fi, Justice League International. Um, That's like like all the big ones yeah, at man. DC. You really, <laughs> you covered them. Yeah. Um, on an unrelated note, I'd like to, I'd like you guys to, oh, sorry. I'd like you guys to see this awesome Justice League splash by Jeremy Roberts, which pays homage to Jim Lee's famous cover of X-Men number one. So there was a, it's in my, yeah. Oh, my I'm putting my glasses on because sorry. I thought you were going to hold it out. No, I, I, it was on my screen and I didn't, obviously I'm not going to print that out. So I could open up, I'm, yeah, it's going to take too long. So yeah. I'll, sh- I'll show you guys later if you want to see or I'll keep it for myself. <laughs> Um, the mess 1428 says, ask Sarah about the idea of Damian Wayne fighting the new hellfire club. L O L. What? You know, Crossover. the, the new, uh, hellfire club is all those kids and Wolverine and X-Men. And we talked yeah. about a couple of weeks ago, how Damian seems so much more lethal oh, and dangerous thanks for, than thanks for uh, making that connection for me. Yeah, no problem. I'm brain dead today. <laughs> it's okay. Clearly. So I'm supposed um, to ask you about the idea. Damien's cooler. He would beat all of them up in like 15 seconds. Yeah, I would love to see that. Because <laughs> yeah, the, the Hellfire Club, I mean, they're they're smart kids and they're they're crafty, but they're not. I mean, they're not really hands on. Well, they're they, also profoundly arrogant. Yeah, which they, I think they can. Well, Damien is too. Well, yeah, he's got reason to. He's got the skills, and you know the the Hellfire kids could get some weaponry or whatever. But yeah, I don't think they'd stand a chance. Sorry, Jason Aaron. Um. <laughs> Okay, this next one is from Pbot. Hey guys, love the show. I was wondering what your thoughts are on "quote unquote" heroes killing in comics. And mm. like when Wonder Woman killed Max Lord. Yes. Oof. In my opinion, the whole Avengers, Spider-Man, Superman, Batman, etc. don't kill thing feels dated and is just something unfortunate that has stuck with them from when these characters were first. Mm. Any character who has this rule automatically becomes less interesting because this makes them less relatable. This person, <laughs> really? this Whoa. Person? I don't know. I have kill. I, you only relate to people. I don't. Know. I don't know about you, but if I were to say in DC, if I were um, in the DCU, and my family was killed by the Joker, I would be pretty upset at Batman. Seriously, how could he look at a kid in the eye and say? Sorry, t- sorry, Timmy. Your parents died, but I won't kill because if I do, I'll, <laughs> I'll be just as bad as them. I'm sure you will understand someday. <laughs> that was kind of Red Hood's uh, reasoning. <laughs> now I know this is not our world, but it's still very frustrating. So I, that, that, that's the whole thing, you know, about Batman. You know, should he kill the Joker? I mean, that's been brought up a million times because every time Joker he gets locked up, he knows how to get out of Arkham Asylum. He can get out there any time, and he goes out, he kills more people. And yeah, Jason Todd died, and Jason was pissed because Batman didn't do anything about it. So I mean, it's even a great part. I can't remember if it was in the book, but it was in the uh, the movie Under the Red Hood, where he says, "I'm not talking about killing Selina or Harvey, but man, just this one, just kill the Joker already." <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I don't, I don't relate to people who kill other people, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> not so much. That's just me. But I think that um, I think that this kid would really like what Mark Millar is doing in all of his superhero yeah. comic books because they don't have that kind of hesitation. Um, however, I disagree. I think that if we lived in a world where there were super powered 
people who flew around and killed you. What if you committed a crime? You're accused for committing that crime. Um, but you don't go to trial and you're actually an innocent. Right. And then, you know, some superhero kills you. Right. And, you know, that's that's the justice system. And I mean, like, that's really flawed. I mean, I think that our system now is really flawed. We've got some major issues with it. You know, that's, yeah. but that's a separate issue. Um, but I think that if we lived in a world where people could kill other people without proving that that person committed a crime i think that that's a big problem i mean you go and you look at stuff like kingdom come or in a much more extreme example the boys and it is kind of like yeah like it doesn't things don't get better they get a lot worse exactly uh because then the heroes like start killing each other (laughs) it's like and then which is exactly what happened in kingdom come right and then the villains like start to escalate things because now they're feeling threatened and it, it was actually something that was really interesting brought up in um in punisher when fraction was still writing it uh, when they were all mourning uh, Stiltman at the bar with no name. And they were like, yeah, I remember back in the, the old days, it used to be just fun. We would like, you know, go and rob a bank and Spider-Man would punch us out. And it was no, nobody was getting killed. Nobody was taking an anti-tank rocket <laughs> to the crotch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I think that's also kind of what sets someone like the Punisher apart. And I definitely don't think Spider-Man should be killing because, people. I mean, he's, he's But the Punisher <laughs> isn't a hero. Yeah, no, he's not. Right? He's, <laughs> he's kind he's, of a jerk. <laughs> he, no, I mean, like, it's, it's beyond that. Yeah. The Punisher is an antihero. Yeah. So I think that if you are looking to read books like that, then you need to go in that direction. Yeah. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, I do not want Superman to represent the justice system in any of my comic books. Yeah. I don't want him to start killing people. And Duder, go read The Boys, because that will... Yeah. You will get your fix. <laughs> and all, But I think that there are some characters that will kill um like wonder woman i think should kill sometimes not all the time sometimes because she is inherently a warrior whereas superman is the representation of justice peace and well he's also he's he's like if she is a warrior then he is a protector he that is exactly what he is and same with batman he is also a protector um, so I don't want, it's Batman also like, I'm okay with captain America killing because he's a trained soldier. Absolutely. Like he's, he's, he knows when to hold back and when to give it his all. So, I mean, I think that's another thing of like, you know, I don't want Spider-Man killing people cause he's not trained. Like I'm surprised he doesn't accidentally kill more people. <laughs> exactly. So I- it's kind of a case by case thing. And it's kind of like, what do you, what do you want to get out of your comics? But, uh, yeah, there are, there are plenty of comics that will scratch that itch. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it, right? Man, Punisher Max. Well, also, really, it's not really superheroes or supervillains. That's more a dude with a gun kills other people with guns. <laughs> um, hey, Tony, Sarah, and Corey. What up? Hey, welcome back after C two E two. Thanks for the coverage, by the way. Here is my question. This is from BOP fan number three. Hey, what was the first comic you remember reading? Detective Comics. Um, I don't remember the issue, but I remember it was written by Paul Dini and Dustin was the artist. Yeah, I can't. Boy, you remember way more than I do because uh, my first issue was Dark Hawk, and I don't remember the issue number or who wrote it or who drew it, but I remember loving the look of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Tony mm. remembers the issue. No, I mean, well, <laughs> well, it was the, a big the, deal. the first comic I came across was in South America, and it was it was a Spanish reprint. I just remember it had Flash and and Superman on the cover, and it was really cool. And I wish I still had it. Um, uh, see, I, no, I I don't remember because I I think the first it was either Fantastic Four two seventy three or Uncanny X Men one eighty eight. So whichever one I guess came first, because I got them both at at like a convenience store, mm. and then um, Amazing Spider-Man two fifty two. That actually, that's that's what got me into comics when the news came out, new new costume. So uh, I remember the one that got me into comics would have I guess been Ultimate Spider-Man number one because I think Borders in an example of some great marketing that they really should have ran with was mm-hmm. basically like. You want to get into Spider-Man, but don't want to have the 500 issues of continuity? Pick this book up. And I was like, I do want to get into Spider-Man, as a matter of fact. So I picked the book up. Corey, that sounds gross. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Inappropriate. Um, (laughs) Last return. I don't understand what's going on. Corey wants to get into Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, You guys are... What, Sarah? I'm um, but, uh, 12 years old uh, you guys are making me feel old by the way even though I just made a comment, comment like that <laughs> right yeah see that's how you stay young yeah I guess <laughs> okay continuing does that comic still hold emotional value for you or was it just a comic that got you started yes it does still yeah I would say I, I still look fondly back on sure <laughs> what I think it was just a I think it was, if I can't remember the issue then I'd have to oh I'm talking about it. Ultimate Spider-Man Oh, because yeah, no, I, I I wouldn't you know recognize it if in my first. Oh comic, yeah, no, I... that first issue that I read, I can't remember, um, specifically. So I think it was just the comic that got me started. It must have been great, you know, for me to be like, oh wow, Batman, I really like him. I want to read more. <laughs> was it as or, or if you're like Car- Corey? <laughs> yeah, I want to get it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Leave the mask on. It's better with the mask on. (laughs) Okay. um, Continuing. So BOP fan number three's first comic was New X-Men 128 written by Grant Morrison in 2002. That's a good place to start, I think. With Jean Grey on the cover. I remember if it's the one I think of, it's a nice cover. Yeah. Also, you talked about Stormwatch in the last podcast. Which so I guess we did talk about it. And honestly, New Fifty Two Stormwatch isn't really good, even for us fans of the Wild Storm series. Oh, no. If you want to see why people love these characters, I'd recommend you go back to the nineteen ninety nine Authority. But I'm sure yes. Corey <laughs> could give some recommendations. I I would recommend the same thing. Like go back and read the Warren Ellis, Mark Millar, Grant Morrison run on the Authority. I started reading Planetary again. Planetary is great. You finally I, I, finished I, it. I read the first few and then. I read it on the plane. Yeah. On the iPad. Volume four finally came out and it's a great ending. Yeah. So yeah, go back and read that even. Yeah. So that's, I, I, I do love printed comics. Digital comics look so good. <laughs> it's like, dang, they look, they look so good and they're so crisp and clear. And then you, when you get the giant panels, you know, through. Tony's a convert, I think. I believe it's starting to sound that way. No, I mean, I still obviously buy a crap load of print. It's all printed. I mean, like the Arkham Unleashed or. Batman Beyond, I mean, Batman Beyond, I, I love that series. I will buy that, but I've been getting it in printed form instead of you know, reading it digitally. Although Superman Beyond, yes, I, I'm, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard. It feels weird buying your comics digitally on Wednesday <coughs> instead of picking up a hard copy. Right. But who knows what's going to happen. 
Um, top five favorite artists currently working, regardless if they're just doing covers or interiors. Anything in, involved in comics? This is from Jackie C. Tam. I feel like we answered this somewhat recently. <laughs> I like Cliff Chang on Wonder Woman a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, I Capullo. am looking forward to <laughs> Adam Hughes in Before Watchmen and Amanda Connor. Amanda Connor. And um, let me see. Who is doing... Oh, of course, Full Noto. Full Noto. Now that he's on Uncanny X Force, I'm so happy. Um, I don't. I'm sorry to say it's here. I don't think he's on there long term. No. <laughs> I think he might just be on that. No. I think he might just be on that issue. That makes me Cue so to sad. Darth Vader. <laughs> um, also, wait. Speaking of of new Darth artists, Vader. didn't uh, didn't Batwing come out this week? Nope. I don't think so. Okay. I'm pretty sure no, because Mark there's no Marcus Toe. All right. Um, other artists? Uh, Stefano Caselli is one of my absolute favorite artists. <laughs> that was the other thing about Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, Humberto you know, Ramos, who I actually also like. I, so. see, I, I like him, but just, I mean, sometimes Humberto, it's, it's, it's a little, I don't know, unproportional, I guess. Oh, yeah. No, but, but so here's the thing. <laughs> Ends of the Earth, we got Stefano Caselli, Stefano Caselli, and Humberto Ramos. It's like yeah, huge, huge I think huge coming back next, uh, for the next one, that's too. Gonna be, that's going to be unfortunate when it's collected. Yeah, uh, but whatever. More Caselli is better for me. Uh, I really like Stegman. Uh, I think he's doing great Oof. on Scarlet Spider. He, he, he's he's got it's it's almost like a Greg Capullo. It's just that I, I call it like the hard superhero yeah feel where it's just so crisp and clean and detailed and just almost like you know kind of like Jim Lee. Also, it's just like that very stylized and mm-hmm. you know, I know some people love it, some people don't like it, but I really like that. Um, I'm really looking forward to Amanda Connor on Before Watchmen. Uh, I think she's great. Um, is Ariel Olivetti doing anything right now? Or not a not Ariel. I think all he's day. having dinner uh, right now. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Although I do, I actually do really like him, but I haven't seen anything of him. But I meant to say uh, Olivier Coipel. Um, hey, is he on anything or? I don't know. Okay. Prescription medication. <laughs> you were just. <laughs> um, Jim Chung. Yeah, he's a real nice guy. I'm got, sure. Got to meet him. Um, I'm. I still. I love Alan Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy, Mike Allred. <laughs> I like um, Dave Gibbons actually who's now doing Secret Service with, uh, with I didn't like that Martin I didn't like Noir. that I didn't like that comic oh. it was okay it was barely okay <laughs> I mean I know it's a number one and it, it, it has potential but for a first issue it was just like eh. <laughs> I think that came out last week yeah um, what other good artists are there I mean there's so many that we're, we're not even I mean yeah it's, it's tough it's, to yeah tough to pay respect um, for all of them let's see da, da, da. Kenny Clark says, I grew up on a 90s X-Men cartoon and I just got back in the comics. Which X-Men comic would you suggest? Wolverine and the X-Men? Yeah. Yeah. Wolverine and the X-Men Uncanny X-Force. <laughs> yeah. Is X-Men good now? Victor Gishler. Which one? Um, well, that's the one that yeah, you have, I think. X-Men. <laughs> I, I, keep, I keep picking them up and then I read them and I'm like, I don't really like this, so I <laughs> drop it. And then I'll pick up another issue because Jubilee is in it and I still have to read it still. Yeah, that X-Men series, I'm, I, I go back and forth with it. Yeah. Like, like I like it sometimes and I don't like it sometimes and so I, I don't know about that. I, I I haven't read that issue yet. So, I don't know. Um, X-Men Legacy is not bad. I'm, I'm, I'm liking that. But now, see, now we got all this Avengers vs. X-Men stuff that's just going to mix mix everything up. So, oh, Astonishing X-Men was really good. Marjorie Liu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so we'll ha- I guess we'll have to wait till all this stuff settles so they can actually get focused on whatever stories they want to tell and not tie everything to this crossover. John Robania says, why does it take DC way longer to put out trades of a series arc <laughs> when Marvel has them out a month after the arc? Sometimes it's like, isn't like the, the, almost the same day as the final issue? Or Occasionally, the yeah. There's been times it's like, here's the final issue of Ultimate Spider-Man and here's the trade. Um, I just think it's it's just a marketing thing and we're, they're just um, different companies, yeah, and they're structured different ways, and it's just a, they have different priorities. Yep, yeah. that's, and that's as simple DC's as that. DC's priority is clearly having like the same issue number of every issue come out every month. <laughs> that's so, so weird. The entire month of what April? Yeah, everything will be issue number eight, eight. but not in May. Because maybe we're going to see the number ones from this, the second wave. Oh, that's right. I mean, and yeah, like they're they're just now putting. God, they're not even just now. Like they're, it's going to be the end of summer when New Fifty Two trades start. Coming no, out. I think some are coming out in May. Are they? Some are. Maybe the one for the ones that ended. But like, I know Batman is not coming out for. Yeah, I mean, a, and, and some because because some are coming out in hardcover and some are coming out in trade paperback. So right. there's that too. I mean, yeah, it's the it's different priorities. That's all there is to it. <laughs> and you know, and they want to stagger them out rather than. You know, put out fifty-two trades. Yeah, I mean, you, you obviously don't want to do that, but they haven't even like they're still putting out trades from before Flashpoint. <laughs> yeah, what 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 bothers me sometimes is a lot of the trades that like Marvel does is you don't know like what when what the order of them. Yeah, it's like every once in a while, yeah. yeah I, oh. I'll, I'll pick up a Spider-Man trade, even though I've read all the issues. I have oh, all I the almost issues. made this explicit, but it, it's it's just like okay, which, which issues are in here? You know, which which one? You know, which trade do you read first? And I understand that they don't want to put the numbers because the idea is, you know, the Grim Hunt. So you know, it's it's a here's a self-contained story. You can read it whenever. You don't have to worry that it what, what issue you know issue five hundred whatever because right. you know, that can throw people off when they got the high numbers, which is why they're always renumbering, but. But then they'll renumber and get way higher number. And yeah, at, at least with like Ultimate Spider-Man, the trades you know they numbered them, yeah. or like Walking Dead trades or Invincible. I, I can't stand when Marvel doesn't like slap a number. Like at least just put a number on it. Like because I I want to get into like Amazing Spider-Man and read all like the brand new day stuff that I missed, and I don't know where to start because none of it is numbered. Or like I'll try to be recommending a Runaways trade to uh, a customer, and none of them are numbered. So it's like well. Yeah, it, it's it's insane and obnoxious, and it needs to stop. Because the, the, I know they're trying to push it as like, all these stories are totally self-contained. You can start anywhere. No, you can't. No, you really can't. <laughs> if you read Grim Hunt with no uh, context of like what had been happening with Spider-Man before, you'd be completely lost. So I, I really wish they would just drop that and start numbering your trades again. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the same way with X-Men. X-Men's trades aren't numbered, or X-Men Legacy's trades aren't numbered. So yeah, it's it's obnoxious. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 there is something about getting the trades out right away because like, like if, let's say you're reading Batman or, mm-hmm. or if you haven't been reading Batman and you know, this night of the owl things is coming out, it would be good if you know, right away you get the trade. It's like, I missed the first few issues and I want to read this now and then, you know, yeah. So there, there's something. Yeah. It's like, I want to jump in before this whole night of the owls thing starts, but I can't. <laughs> so. That that's I mean, Marvel is they they're like a machine when it comes to cranking out those trades. Yep. Um, Randall Meister says, "Are there any plot character cliches that you find inexcusable in movies, TV, etc., but acceptable in comics?" 
<laughs> that's not acceptable. No, that's either. not acceptable anywhere except what? for soap operas. I didn't hear what it was. was all a dream. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, clones. Clones. You too. can't have that in TV or movies, no. but comics like okay, yeah. or e- even yeah. death. Yeah, resurrection. We hate we hate deaths in comics, but it happens. I mean, we and some, sometimes they're 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 told well. Yeah, and you know to to, to follow up the morning, but yeah. So I think those are those are, those are the big two. I would say. Um, Jake Dilly, what was your favorite part of C2E2? The part where I slept in in my own bed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mentioned that, you know, I like seeing the people from the community. That was cool. Just talking to everyone, talking to, you know, the writers and artists. So that was cool. Um, I think we can both agree that it was amazing. Hope you and Sarah had fun. I don't know if Sarah had fun. I had a great time. Okay. What I was your favorite fun. part? Oh. My favorite part? <laughs> yeah. All of it. <laughs> Um, Jordan Bynes, ever considered writing your own comics? If so, what sort of book would you write? Horror, heroes, crime? Oh. Oh. I'm not telling you my idea. I'm going to speak in vague terms because I actually am uh, working on something. God, all you guys in your comics. It is a science fiction. I feel like everyone I work with is writing a a comic. Yeah. (laughs) I I can start writing mine. Why not? Like I, I, I'm now in the industry. I might as well. I'm starting to actually make connections. So why not? I don't know what I, I would Now's write. That's the best time. Um, obviously, I probably like my strong suit would be superhero stuff, but you know, something with maybe attention to detail. Yeah, I've got a whole bunch of different ideas actually. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I take. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take artist. next week off. Start. I'm gonna write a comic book series. That's only gonna take you a week. Yeah. <laughs> writing is uh, writing is the quick part. I, I'm, I'm going to write a, a. It's not easy, but it's quick. I'm going to write a 52 issue arc in one week. 52. No, I'm not. No, no, that would mean it has to be at DC. So. Yeah. Um, they don't take submissions anymore. I, I don't know if I'd ever. I guess I never really thought of trying to to do that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I got one going. Probably um, could actually. You're pretty well connected. You could probably get something going. Yeah, yeah Tony. I'm so talk to Scott. You just gotta, let's write a book together. <laughs> I'll talk to Scott. I'll just get it published yeah. in DC Comics. Yeah, just, <laughs> you, you stop writing. They don't take you don't need to write. You don't yeah. need to write that Batman comic anymore. Just, yeah. Don't, don't worry, Scott. Just help me out. I'll get this thing. I'll get this boat back on track. <laughs> um, next is from Wi-Fi Pirate. How was Seven Lucky Ninja Kids in Jail, Europe? And should I pick up the series? I have no idea what, what I said. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. That, that's not even a sentence. I have no idea what that is. I'm yeah. sorry. He, sorry then he said like something about a giant bomb mailbag and ask you about that. Excuse what? Me? What? He said it was something about a giant bomb mailbag. Oh, well now I understand. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. So giant bomb got some stuff in the mail and it happened to be what, what is it called? Seven Lucky Ninja Kids and Justice League Europe. Yeah. Um, Justice League Europe was great. Seven Lucky Ninja Kids, I think, is a DVD. Okay. And I, I just haven't had the chance to sit down and watch it. Maybe because, I don't know, it looks really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for asking. I can't comment since someone didn't share. Oh. Kenny's hat oh, sorry. asks um, sharing is caring all of the episodes of the whiskey media radio show now known as radio Dave so far have been giant bomb focused do you guys have any plans for ever being on that show or starting your own subscriber podcast with a similar focus um, I, I think that's always been giant bomb centered that's just 
been the, the nature it nature of it. So it's just the way I, it is. I just like um I don't like I don't know if like Will or Norm ever or you know Rory ever went on it before because it was always I think Daniel was the only person who wasn't really who was kind of more I mean, broadly. I mean, it's always been pretty much like you know Dave and Jeff or you know Dave and Ryan or whatever. I, that's just the way it is. Um, Radio Dave isn't even like all the GB guys, is it? No, no. It's usually only think, one or two of them. I yeah, think, I don't even think Brad does them. No, nope. Um, works there. We all know who, about Brad. What's wrong with Brad? <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. Better not. Other than the fact that his voice, may, uh, my wife finds it he extremely talks attractive. Like this. Really? <laughs> yeah, she likes the baritone. That's so strange. To me. <laughs> um, as far as starting her own subscriber podcast, I, I don't know. I mean. Mm-hmm. Dependent on time. I think we, yeah. I think we recorded some things. Recorded one. I remember yeah, thing, never, when the Catwoman thing came out. Yeah, it never came into fruition. Our comics too sexified. I just, it's just a matter of time, I guess. Yeah, and it is a matter of time, time, energy, resources, and maybe. I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> I won't say anything else. Um, this also from Kenny's hat. Oh, and oh. what new fifty-two books would you like to see have crossovers besides the ones that are ongoing or announced? You mean like events? Like um, like Court of Owls is that? What someone see someone else. I thought someone else mentioned this. Someone said something like um, Wonder Woman and Justice League Dark. You want to cross over with those two books? They're so unrelated. Okay, Not really. Know. Justice League Dark's like all about more mysticism. Yeah, mysticism, which is more you know. Yeah, not mythology though. Well, there you go. Maybe they like come across a mythic creature and they need a hand. And Wonder Woman is all like, I like don't, ice cream. Don't touch my Wonder Woman. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's the kid Nixon says. What two DC books would you like to see have a mini crossover next? My suggestion: Wonder Woman, Justice League, Dark. There you go. So I, I think that would I think that, that could, could work. Be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't have to be. I mean, because the thing is, I mean, there there's two ways to do it. You do the ones that are completely relatable, or you you pick some random ones like the Spider Man and Punisher and Daredevil. You know, Spider Man Punisher completely different. It's an awesome crossover. So except that Spider Man or Punisher started in Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> issue one twenty nine. I think. <laughs> All right. Maybe I don't know. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't know. Um who else would be good? I mean I I'd, Justice League International and the Justice League. Or is that too obvious? <laughs> Maybe. Too, that would be crowded. <laughs> I I, I, I want to see Tim Drake with Batman somewhere because we you know, it was in the first issue of Batman. Yeah, but that really hasn't been there's been nothing. Well, I mean Damien is kind of filled in. Talk to your buddy Scott. Um, you like I want to see Tim Drake in Batman. Yeah, but but Damien's not not in Batman. Do it's that be, too. be Peter like, Tomasi. I want all the Robins. In I I brought up to Kyle Higgins at C two E two about Jason and Dick, mm-hmm. and, it, and then he's like, "Well, would would they would it be a team up or a battle?" So the, we we threw it out to the viewers. They're supposed to comment which they would rather see. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Red Hood meet up with Batman. Like, see, well, I wouldn't mind kind of go round and round. Red Hood and. Nightwing. That'd be interesting too, yeah. So I, I told Kyle he should do like choose your own adventure. Like, <laughs> what? Oh that, my god. That, that way if if you want to see Dick and Jason fight, turn to page <laughs> seventeen. If you want to see them hug, turn to the last page because the comic's over. That would totally work in a twenty two page <laughs> comic book. He he says he, 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 I mean this is it's it's in the interview and then he's like, Would I get paid twice? <laughs> I was like, No. Probably not. Then he's like, Well maybe Get Labdell. Maybe we'll do That's something. That's a great idea, though. That's like a, a comic book with. That is like three comic books in one. 
But if you want to make it a genuine choose your own adventure, you're going to have to throw some casual racism in there. Oh, those books bad. That's not so much obviously nowadays, but back in the day, those books were horrible. Really? Oh yeah, I Just never read super, them. Super offensive, mostly to Chinese people. It was always like it's terrible how that happened. Some like fanged Chinese first person. That, so they didn't say Chinese person. So I I, I learned Asian. I know it was awful. Terrible. <laughs> um, this is a tough one, Burgess Samuel. Hey guys, I really loved the pre-New 52 Batman and Robin want to get the trades, but I'm on a tight budget. My current pull list is Batman, Justice League, Flash, Spider-Man, and sometimes Venom. Quite tight at the moment. My question is, which one should I drop to get the Batman and Robin trades? Um, real good. <laughs> Spider-Man's really good. Flash is good. Justice League, it's usually drop good. I mean, yeah. it just, just depends. Because, I mean, Justice, Justice League. League should be a big book. I would say either Justice League or Flash. Just drop, drop, drop one Justice of those two. Okay. Um, Ian if you must, and that is that is a tough decision because those are all really good. Ian says, "How do you feel?" How do you? We're like almost out of time here. I'm sorry. Um, how do you feel about the Jason Todd Tim relationship developing in this week's Outlaws? And how awesome is Night of the Owls? I haven't read Outlaws, and super awesome. I'm trying to think. Jason Todd Tim. Maybe I. Yeah, I didn't read. Well, I didn't finish reading that issue. So. um but yeah, Night of Owls is is very awesome. So far so good. They're two for two as far as I'm concerned. Sweetest yeah. um, Snow. The Pepin. The Pepin says, hey guys, everyone ask what, what's your favorite Batman titles, but what are your favorite gold titles? So Flash, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, etc. I thought he meant Booster Gold. Yeah, how is that an etc.? What, what is a gold title? I'm not really sure. It's either a Flash, Wonder Woman, or Aqu- maybe because they all have yellow. Yeah, I was going to say, do they all have gold costumes? Is that what this question is? Um, I mean, they're all, because- all kind of, I don't know if, I mean, you can say what's your favorite Batman title because they're all kind of the same. But right. like Wonder Woman is so different from Flash, which is different it, from Aquaman. Yeah, I really wish I kind of knew what that, because he says etc. It's like, well, who, like Booster does Gold? He, does he like, mean Sinestro? Maybe he means like the. The logo at the top of the DC book I don't know. is oh, gold compared to the uh, the one on the Batman books, which is like black or something. Right. I'd Sorry, say dude. Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman is probably going to be my favorite too of, of those um, listed. <laughs> I I wouldn't say Wonder Woman's my favorite. Which one is your favorite? Um, are those three? Yeah, sure. Um, we don't really know what the other ones are. Choose out of those. Three. I I would maybe go with Flash because I, I really well, I like the lighthearted feel. Yeah. I'm really digging Barry Allen, his portrayal here. Um, Aquaman, I'm, I'm digging too. I really like oh, yeah. Aquaman's been Black really good. Manta, the, all that, the others. I'm really curious what, where that's going to go. Mm. Um, Sweetest Toaster, how long does it usually take you to read an average single issue? 20 minutes. I think it, it depends. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, it can take anywhere between five minutes to half an hour. Yeah. yeah. That's also, how it's about the range. And, and all, I mean, it depends if you're reviewing it, if you know, are you going to. Pay close attention. I mean, like some of them, you need to look in the, 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 the each panel to see if there's any clues or any secret anything there. It's interesting. I actually find myself I read trades much more uh, slowly than I read individual issues. Hmm. I don't know why. But... Because they're longer. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like an individual issue within a trade. I know. Will like take me 15 minutes being, on average. Being, I know. Being a head. jerk. Everyone's being a jerk today. Even me. Err. Um, I, I, I find sometimes I read digital comics faster. You get in that, like, swipe, 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 swipe. Well, because I also usually read, like, a block of single issues. So I, I kind of feel like maybe I have to get through them a little quicker. Hmm. 
And our last one. Oh, no, no. Second to last one. With the canc- this is from Sean H22. With the cancellation of both DC War Comics and Marvel having none, <laughs> is there a place in the market for these types of comics? Uh, maybe not. <laughs> no, DC's bringing back another one, but yeah, yeah, it's, I mean. It's hard to say. Uh, yeah, no, no disrespect, but it was um, shoot, shooters years ago. <laughs> shooters was a great comic. It was a um, Vertigo graphic not hardcover. I think it's hard. Yeah, graphic novel. Eric Troutman. It's 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 not a happy story. It's it's very it's like a personal story. It's Most very, very intense. Yeah, it's 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 heavy, but it, it's really well written. I'm saying like maybe move it up a little bit. Like you know, I think people just can't relate to to that kind of war because most of them are still World War II. Yeah. But it's like GI robot. He was in um the last issue of what was it? That was in Frankenstein. Um, there's some issue of Frankenstein and GI robot. Were no, in, it's um Men at War. Was it Men at War? Maybe Frankenstein joins the the Men at War. It was one of those I just like I just read like a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, I don't know if people want war comics. I guess that's, that's the question. I don't know if do we need to be in a war for yeah. war comics. I mean, I, I think people, it might even be the opposite. It's like now that we're kind of in a real one, it's like I don't know if I want to read these anymore. <laughs> and the last one is by Burgess Samuel again. When's Matt Elfring next going to be on a podcast? When he gets on a plane and comes out here, I guess. Dun, dun, dun. Or, or when I figure out, I, I don't even want to look at this section of the podcast room. <laughs> yeah. all, all this wires and lights flashing. It's like weird. Like this, right here, just all these changing lights flashing at yeah, me. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have seen the new podcast room, but it is like three and times bigger and about ten times more complicated. All than these the last knobs. Just like just look at it. There's like a million knobs over here. It's like it's like trying to fly. An if you, if I just <laughs> adjusted one, it'd probably mess up like the show for whoever's in here next. Yeah. It. Probably, probably make everyone would, sound like helium or something like that. <laughs> okay, now I want you to start turning knobs until know. we all sound like we're on helium. We got like a ton of monitors. It's crazy how many monitors we have for an audio thing. But yeah. I guess someday we'll do video something. Oh, good. <laughs> all right, that's it. That's all I got. All right. Thanks for listening. Good day to be alive. Bye. Um, <laughs> watch the news. Watch our C2E2 videos if you haven't. Look at the cosplay. Pass them along. Show your grandma. Say, hey, grandma, this is why we need to go to comic conventions you and i can dress in comic costumes no, you can be man, the golden so oldie <laughs> i'm sure some grandmas would do it you think some grandmas will dress up maybe I don't know. cosplay we'll is aunt may that's the channel if you have a grandma to cosplays martha wayne uh, that sounds kind of creepy martha i don't know i was say send in your pictures but i don't know <laughs> I don't, don't send <laughs> no wait some, never mind some somewhere else wait oh, cancel no. that so i don't know all right <laughs> see you guys bye, guys. bye. <laughs>